This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get ready to fall back into good hygiene and impeccable grooming with Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code LASERTIME. Everybody and welcome to episode 440 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Rezulber Ocelot Rapparath, <laughs> coming to you from the Sean Naughton oh. Memorial Studio of the Airways. If you want to get in on the studio in action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Patreon is basically GoFundMe for my health care, Chris Antista. And <laughs> Matteo Chicharron Allen. Oh. And special guest. Funny enough, also without any health care. Hi, I'm, I'm Tony Wilson from Framework. Uh, you've, uh, you've probably heard me a couple times on here. I've, I've been around. Okay. And, and where can people see more of you, Tony? Uh, well, I run a video essay channel on YouTube called Framework. Easiest way to get there is tinyurl.com slash frameworkyt. Uh, dive into games uh, with some kind of niche angles sometimes, but always try to take a positive spin. By the time you're hearing this, the most recent one I did was on uh, Castlevania and how Symphony of the Night took the series in a Metroidvania genre because uh, I'm doing kind of some spooky stuff for October, much like the uh, top five that we'll get into later. So yeah, go ahead and check that out. It's uh, I'm, mi- I'm mighty proud of it. This is the only. This week has been the only reason I have healthcare. Yeah, so Tony joined us on very short notice because we weren't sure if Chris was going to be able to do the show. Yeah. Um, not all heroes wear capes, but some people leave surgery and come directly to a podcast. That's <laughs> or, it's still or crazy. or go to directly to a go directly to their advanced copy of Metroid Dread, which I hate to say was a highly motivating factor of being able to play it, play it and talk about it the show before it comes out. Just like we're old journalologists, again. Mm-hmm. Oh. which yes, which I barely got to do because I keep passing out. I thought this would happen. This only happened to kids, but I, as an adult, I thought this was the only reason to have insurance because you might need an emergency operation in one hour's notice. So this is a bonus, mostly a big bonus time story. So it all started when I'm moving boxes of my girlfriend's shit out of the house, and <laughs> I feel a great big pain uh, in my stomach, and it's like someone kicked me in the balls, and my balls go up to my nipples, and it's just. All bad, I and mean, I assume it's it's related to my back injuries, which have been from moving furniture. And my neighbor is also moving. He's 70, has a bad rotary cuff, so I've been helping him too. And I'm telling him, like, God, I think I'm about to shit my pants or throw up or something. But, yeah, I'll help you move these two motorcycles. So I, so I just thought I just thought I'd strain myself. And then cut to later on, I'm like yelling at Matt and Michael, like, hey, what happens when your stomach does this and it hurts forever? Like, yeah, you did 2,000 sit-ups and you didn't? And I decided to be really gross and was like, I don't know, have you been fucking a bunch lately? That might do he, it. He did, and I, I swore to Michael, I've only had one sex since July, so it cannot be that. And um, What kind? Well, I, I went to hernia, because I, I immediately went to hernia, because especially when you describe, like, oh yeah, I felt like I got kicked in the balls, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's typical hernia stuff, is right around there 
Mm-hmm. But then you started describing other stuff, and when you said sharp pain, Michael and I were like, "Oh, that no, that mm. that might be appendix, bro. That might be yeah, that yeah. might be something." Advice worse. Matt had is like, "Stop googling your symptoms, and maybe don't <laughs> ask us." Because um, <laughs> I was, and it gave you like it gave me like eighteen options, and you know, I call, I kept googling. I called everyone I knew over forty, and uh, called my parents. And my parents, my my parents who are in there, like nearing their eighties, were mystified. Like we don't know what the fuck that is. Is it getting worse? I'm like, I think so. So I just drive myself to the hospital, which I find out later. All the doctors and nurses are shocked by, but it was sustained pain, but like not what I've heard appendix pain is like. But it hadn't burst yet. The woman came in in front of me, and she's like, "Ooh, my appendix! Oh, oh!" And I'm just like, "She can go in front of me." Like I think we have the same thing going on. Was that woman Eddie Deason? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my appendix. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna get kicked out of an IHOP. Huh. I got into a uh, fight at a restaurant, and I think someone punched my appendix. Uh, I'm gonna go. It's probably, probably that awful, article. awful waitress I've been harassing. My article of Popeye is gonna have to wait. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just ended up. I I haven't been in a hospital for me in like 30 years, but went from like. What is this? Sure you're not being a pussy? Oh, we need to put you in an ambulance and take you to triage. Uh, we need to operate on you immediately. So the most painful experience was recovering in the hospital. And, like, I'm in a little bit of pain, but nothing compares to the pain that brought me there. And they's like, yeah, you can get dressed, uh, which I assume meant you're going to leave. Instead, I watched the entirety of 2001 A Space Odyssey and almost half of its sequel. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I... But serendipitously remember that girl i was messaging last week mm-hmm. she's a nurse so she's like what the fuck and sort of called up and strong-armed her way around her old bosses and karen my way out of the hospital like uh six hours early that was nice <laughs> like, of her yeah yes it really was it really was like knowing your way around the system um but yeah as, as you can see uh uh i got these Oof. three lacerations. Sorry, I'm for laughing me- because I'm re- realizing he did have to shave his stomach because yeah, he's a very hairy tummy. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there's no. I'm sorry for madelining on a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> I uh, want to have my appendix out too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Was it her appendix too? Holy shit! Yeah, that reference so, is so yeah, on point. Um, <laughs> leave it to That's VGA why you thought to it give was you, a childhood thing. Give you the choice, mm. madeline references. Yeah, because it's like it's not anything you're. I did wrong necessarily, yeah. and and I'm all I have is pain pills. I'm not drinking, so for all the Reddit Helen Lovejoys out there, I'm taking pain medicine as directed because it's one thing when I want to be self destructive; it's another when my body does it without permission, mm. which has never really <laughs> happened to this drastic degree. But it's been a typically one follows the other. There, yeah, <laughs> you know, it'll I catch up. I, with I mean, this could ha- this could happen to a healthy person. My mom's like, it's because of fiber. I'm like. You old people and your fucking fiber propaganda. Like, what do you think I'm not? I eat cereal and meat. Where am I not getting my fiber? Mm. Meat does not have fiber. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hope you don't think meat has fiber, do you? Oh, it does. It just meat does have fiber. Not sort of of vegetables, which I also sometimes eat. Vegetables are the are the thing. As directed, a six hour Percocet every six hour Percocet going into my mouth because I got the. Percocet, no Molly. Um, yeah, just for the busybodies who want to self-aggrandize on the internet, as directed every six hours. So, mm. well, I, Chris, I'm, I'm glad it was caught, and I'm glad you are okay. 
And uh, moreover, I just want to let you know the the one sex you you had these past couple months. Oh, I had a very nice time. So you know, <laughs> Tony Tony was my hall pass. Uh, <laughs> set your set your achievable goals. Jesus. <laughs> achievable goals. That's what you should set. set your hall pass needs to be somebody you know. Like, you know, a celebrity. The odds are just, you know, yeah. whatever. The neighbor. The, your babysitter. Uh, your podcast. Aim low. Like, yes. <laughs> having emergency appendectomy is pretty scary. Appropriate Ooh. for Spooptober, which continues Oh, wait, and I've also week. played a shitload of Far Cry 6. Yes, and, I was, was going to say guys, that. In Met- Metroid Dread, uh, I, I'm really... Taken aback by fuck fuck me I can't wait to talk about that later in the show. Ooh, yeah, it'll be exciting. We're gonna have we're gonna have a packed new releases segment. Obviously, lots to say about Far Cry because full disclosure we got early copies and Metroid Dread because Chris managed to scam an early copy from an undisclosed and it's scary. retailer. It's the scary Metroid. Oh, you got like you got like street date broken like physical. Cartridge? I can't talk. We, about we it. don't talk about. I can't talk. That's my Hey, I, I got a couple sources here that I that I might have to check out on that case. Hell yeah! Uh, but mm-hmm. but yeah, and a bunch of other new releases. But first, uh, continuing in our yearly Spooptober theme, we have to talk about something spooky related for the top five. I got I got a segue for you. Ready, Michael? Please. So, Chris, you you are in a hospital, which is a big building yes. with a lot of rooms. Mm. A lot of rooms. What is another? type of big building with a lot of rooms uh let me do my best norm mcdonald crack house uh, <laughs> <laughs> tony what is another big building with a lot of rooms uh i am serious and don't call me shirley <laughs> <laughs> uh okay it's it's hotels it's it's, yeah, it's, hotels. it's hotels michael what are we doing well what are we talking about so as everyone knows from that famous documentary, The Shining, hotels and resorts and places of that nature can be really creepy when they're empty and abandoned. Just these big places with lots of locked doors where someone or something could be hiding, laying in wait. And uh, there have been a few video games that have leveraged that creepiness to great effect. So we're going to be talking about Haunted Hotels this week. This one was surprisingly fun to put together. Uh, obviously, like it's, it seems like a fairly flimsy premise, I'll admit, but uh, but there is there is some enjoyableness there. Um, Dude, you did a show I, about barrels. Yeah, uh, that's, no, true. that's true. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty I'm much in any premise. Yeah, well, now you're scraping one. So how do you <laughs> <laughs> We're always scraping the barrel in Video Game Apocalypse. <laughs> I, I have a friend I see every five to seven years, and it feels like a dream, but his mother knew someone like two, three small towns over, and it was a hotel from the late 1800s, 1900s. That she now lived in with a bunch, with not a bunch of people, because like there were a ton of empty rooms, and we went there one time. Nature had totally taken over, so it, it's in like the uh, like a hotel with dozens of rooms in the middle of the woods with Whoa. with no paved access. And we ran around there during the daytime, and as a kid, and I, every time I see my friend, like we really did that, right? And like, yeah, it was fucked up, like running around. Uh, a semi-abandoned hotel with nobody in it, and the only the only way I know it's real because it, it's too specific for a, dr- a dream. It was the same day as the oh, choking back tears, the Jerry Lewis telethon, and it was it was on in every room, and it was oh, written Jesus. about in all the newspapers. Uh, it's all at the time it was all anybody could talk about the Jerry Lewis telethon. But I've had that's why I think it's such a good game 
setting because I've I've been there and to like be in a strange place with all these uniform rooms with maybe one little thing out of place you're afraid to touch shit what was that noise they're big places where a thousand house creaks can happen fuck it still scares me and I really want to go back to this goddamn hotel I'm surprised well, if you want to revisit power. it if you yeah. want to revisit it in spirit just watch Don't Breathe 2 because like that's basically yeah. the setting of the climax <laughs> yeah. great so yes we will dive into five haunted hotels right after this Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't uh, <laughs> carve your pants pumpkins or your Thanksgiving cord when you're grooming your patch. You know what I mean. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. And this season, get 20% off those grooming needs by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LaserTime. Because, hey guys, just because it's the Halloween season, it doesn't mean you should walk around looking like the wolf man. Come on, fellas. There's going to be plenty of sexy costuming afoot, so you got to step up your game a little bit with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The fourth generation lawnmower trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. Plus, it's waterproof. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop those worst weeds up top in your nose and ears. This nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system to provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. <laughs> Seal the deal with the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which will have your balls smelling as delicious as pumpkin spice lattes on a chilly autumn morning. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and shed travel bag are you ready to fall head over heels for manscaped yet join the two million men worldwide using manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping using the promo code laser time that's one word laser time once again that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code laser time at manscaped.com make your balls a priority this fall it's a fall ball choose manscaped because your balls will thank you And we're back to talk about what? We're checking haunted on hotels. in to some haunted hotels. Haunted hotels. Oh, and, 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 and just real quick, I, thanks to all the uh, Laser Time BGA listeners who well wished me. Nothing like that has ever happened to me before. So it was kind of it's kind of humbling. To nope. see how Nobody's people... ever said get well soon to you. I've never. I haven't really ever been sick or huh. nothing since you've known me. I've only been to the hospital with you exclusively. That's true. <laughs> And my knee popped out of joint at PAX that one year. Yeah. Ah, uh, that was fun. Anyway, let's get started with... Number five. Not a whole lot of people knew about Neva. It used to be a government-owned vacation resort. Until one day it just stopped. And so an urban legend was born. The Neva Massacre. The details were always fuzzy. Crazed workers, ancient curses... You know, the usual. You know, the usual. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm willing to bet I'm the only one here who's played this, but any guesses like what it. this is? Uh, the White Lotus. This, this, <laughs> this year. Close. It has the the word the in it. Uh, <laughs> this is the Ooh. medium. Oh, named oh, for the, the main medium. character's hat Bridget size. Charquette. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. which I, I played, but never. I didn't get that far in the medium, so I didn't see a hotel bit in there. But okay, this is fairly recent game. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Came out in 2021, I believe. Is the officially the first 
exclusive for Xbox Series X slash S. Now no longer. And it's on Game Pass, even. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It came to Game Mm. Pass. That's how I played it. And uh, it is a very clearly Silent Hill-inspired game where you you are a medium who goes to investigate this abandoned resort called Neva in Poland. And uh, hence, it's government-run because, you know, during communism— and now it's just this complete ruin. So it's kind of like that that hotel you talked about earlier, Chris, where it's been like partly reclaimed by nature, and there's there's just parts of it that are crumbling and falling down. And but then the, it's the parts of it juxtaposed with oh, somebody still lives here. Mm, yeah, it, it, like it's it was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just start calling it the Last of Us? That that building has been the Last of Us. You know, sort of. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Overrun by but, nature, it's but been also I am legended. Since you mentioned that, Chris, there there are people living nearby in the medium, and you're kind of on the trail of one of them uh, as as you make your way through it. But you know this this uh, place that like I say, it's clearly inspired by Silent Hill because. The main character, uh, Marianne, she exists in both the physical world and the spirit world, and she can perceive both. And when something happens where she encounters a spirit or has to interact with something in the spirit world, the screen will actually split and you'll be controlling her on both sides of it. It's like a mirror image almost. You can see spirit things on the right, physical things on the left. And uh, the the spirit world is very silent, hilly, like everything is much darker and rockier and gross. And that's where you'll find masks that various spirits wear. And you, you're supposed to reclaim them to, to put those spirits to rest. There's a lot of spirits around Neva, <laughs> but there is one in particular you really need to worry about. And, Gary uh, Busey. Yeah. <laughs> well, since you mentioned uh, Last of Us, uh, that is a very different character from Joel, uh, brought to life by Troy Baker as mm. as the Maw, who's like a ten foot demon that staggers after you every so often, is just like a both randomized and scripted stalker that will appear, and every so often you have to deal with them, mostly just by running away and hiding. Uh, when it gets close, it gets invisible in the regular world, um, but you can like see the outline of it, and uh, your your flashlight will start flickering when it gets close, and that's your cue to hold your breath so it can't detect you. It makes for a lot of very creepy, very tense sequences. The team behind this, Bloober team, I came to know them from uh, Layers of Fear mm-hmm. and yeah. then Layers of Fear 2, which were, um, I don't want to say PT ripoffs. I don't want to say that because like, they you know strove to give it its own identity, but, like, yeah. that kind of idea of, like, sort of uh, looping rooms and things kind of shifting in sort of unsettling ways, and so, like, to to set at least part of the medium in a hotel just seems like a very natural move for them to do, right? Because, like, if their horror games are about these sort of, like, repeated rooms and sequences, how you can't get much more repetitious than a hotel as far as a design, right? As far as, like, an architectural design, so kind of yeah. seems like a perfect fit. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, the fact that it's a resort hotel makes for, you know, there's a certain amount of variation in the environments. There's like an attached pool area that has also gone to shit and is full of like collapsed masonry that you can climb around on. Because she's a medium, she, she talks to spirits and not all spirits are malevolent. Some of them are friendly and you get to see her interacting with them in split screen and it's kind of weird. So busy. People coming. <laughs> Always someone to play with. Must have been nice. It was. Not anymore. People stopped coming. Uh, only a few of them stayed. But they became very sad. Very angry. They might hurt you. That is uh, Sadness, a one-armed little girl ghost that you meet fairly early on. She's like rolling a ball around at you and you get you play, play with her. Played by a Phyllis and in Inside Out. <laughs> yeah, <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's an interesting game. It's it's much heavier on puzzles and stealth than on action, obviously. Like you're mm -hmm. unarmed for most of it. It does take an interesting turn later on. At various junctures you get to go into like the the heads of various ghosts and, and other characters in the game and it, it, it has kind of a Persona 5 vibe almost where it's like alright I'm going to explore your subconscious mm. and figure out what the fuck is wrong with you now Those Psychonauts action I like I was going to say that those are two two game descriptions that will immediately turn me on and want to play your game yeah, <laughs> anytime yeah. I, I wanted to say too like the just like the split screen idea like the fact that like you are simultaneously playing real and spirit world mm -hmm. which was like kind of like the selling point when this game Whenever they showed it off, I don't remember when it, like, first premiered. Maybe in E3 or something. But uh I remember, like, seeing that as, like, it, it, that looking like one of the first true kind of, like, next-gen looking things. You mm -hmm. know, the fact that you're, like, basically simultaneously playing two games, if you will, at once. Uh So just, like, from a technical perspective, also just something super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they I know they'd been working on this game for a very long time. And part of the reason I know this is because... When I was in the games press in like 2012, I got like a postcard from some Polish developer I'd never heard of that I guess went on to become Bloober Team. And uh, it was like like an expressionistic painting of like a man standing in the street with like a web address. And then I like went to the web address and it's like the same image, but now it plays some creepy music while it undulates. And, uh, <laughs> and I got like a phone call that was just like, have you heard of Medium? You will, and then I burn the music playing again. <laughs> so, and then I heard nothing for what nine years, I guess. And yeah, well, it's a bigger game than anything they've done before, and mm -hmm. so I think it they needed to kind of yeah get those reps in with the Layers of Fear games, and then they, you know they were like, all right, yeah. we're ready for this big big thing to tackle. So. Yeah, I, I guess they were kind of working on it maybe in the background like along the way but they had Blair Witch as well so they at least yes, you know yeah. they were they were kind of slowly building that trust to eventually take on something like this you know yeah Blair Witch I enjoyed actually I was surprisingly good but uh yeah this this one is kind of heavy uh or it deals with some heavy subject matter I guess mm -hmm. content warning that it does uh deal with issues of childhood sexual and other abuse uh as, as you're dealing with the the various phantoms that inhabit neva somebody said like it's victim blaming it's like well it's not really victim blaming it's it's your being a victim doesn't excuse you from victimizing others like so you've got a sob story everybody's got a sob story that doesn't excuse you hurting someone else 
Tool wrote a whole song about that. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> I think they wrote a whole album about <laughs> good, good, it. Good least. point. <laughs> was it the one about why must I be sober on this podcast? Uh, <laughs> really, really yeah, no, that can be your motto for the yeah, evening. We're, I know. We're pretty unbearable without booze, Chris, but just power No, no, no. It's, it's not that. Do you know what's happening to me right now, just to bring it back to me? Please. That they <laughs> they they uh, the One of the three incisions, I think, is a tube for CO2 that you use to keep your blood in. Whoa. And you end up farting and burping it out, which... I found speed bumps and gas are the most painful thing to oof, me right now. Oof, so sorry. if you hear me off my like, like, oh, that's what's going on. I'm sounding like a character okay. from Silent Hill. Wow. I thought you were gonna pull like, ah! a nat- I thought you were gonna be like on the natural and show us like bleeding coming through your bandages there. Like, okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe take a break. Yeah. No, no, that's why I took the Percocet. If they open up, I'm not going anywhere. I'm hmm. staying right here. Okay. Stupid. You got a staple gun and glue ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. 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 I don't need that shit. Mm. All right. Well, the medium you might forget you already own it. Game Passers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've yeah got Game Pass. You you probably have access to it. I think it's on Xbox it's, One now. Probably. I don't. It's know. on Steam as well. So huh. yeah, I think it's everywhere. Yeah, I think yeah. I played it on PC Game Pass. So yeah, yeah I think it's on PlayStation as well. Uh, probably. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out if that's your kind of thing. If not, maybe this will be more your speed. Number four. That is a bunch of pots and pans flying around as stove burners ignite in what game? Uh, Kevin McAllister. Yes. Uh, the Wet Bandit check-in. It's Home Alone 3. Yeah, Home Alone 3. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin meets Casper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that little razzafracking kid. <laughs> all, all frazzing, lazing him up the blazing it's, it's actually just the Halloween DLC for Home Alone 2. You're being haunted by Donald Trump. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Grab him by the pussy kid down the hole and to the left. Shut up. <laughs> uh, this, this is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Oh, ah, okay. Which okay, is a fun. very highly regarded PC game that should get a remaster, honestly. Um, it was, it was sort of like, uh, Deus Ex, but with vampires and the Camarilla mm-hmm. and all that, uh, lovely LARPy bullshit. But <laughs> it's set in Santa Monica. And uh, early in the game, you meet this vampire named Therese Vorman, who's the very tightly wound uh, baron of, I think, the Malkavian clan. You're trying to get this other vampire to help you. And she's like, all right, tell you what, I had this feud going with him, but I'll back off under very specific circumstances. I'd be willing to put the word out that my grievances with tongue have been swept under the rug. But in return... You'll have to help me remove a particularly burdensome spirit from a property I'm looking to invest in. Oh, I forgot. You're still new to this. Allow me to break you in. Yes, ghosts exist. Werewolves, mummies, and I'd expect a whole lot of other things I've never seen share the night with us. So I want you to go to the Ocean House Hotel, find an item of the spirits, and bring it back. I think wow. this this next sequence, like, it sticks in the minds of a lot of players. I know it did me. Like, for years, that it was most of what I remembered about Vampire the Masquerade. It's like, oh, it's got, like, this really cool haunted house. 
So you make your way to the... Masquerade Ball. Uh-huh, yes. Why do they call it the Masquerade? <laughs> because vampires are masquerading as humans. It's all about they are hiding in plain sight. Oh, Wait, you, did, you didn't pick that up from the, like, two lines of exposition some producer made the writer throw in the game that she just no. described? <laughs> like, basically, that last clip she, you played was just like, here she, is the lore of our universe in three sentences, and that, go. That's, uh, and that, to me, like, I just, all I heard was the Oracle in the Matrix Reloaded. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, vampires, werewolves. Yeah, this is how this glitches, works. baby. Yeah. Yeah. What was this the one this. you came up with? Frankenstein the Lombada? Frankenstein the Lombada. I don't know. It's the Forbidden Universal Monster. <laughs> I've never been able to get that image out of my head. <laughs> this move illegal in several countries. Uh, and Frankenstein is now Native American. That sounds like the greatest Cowboy Bebop sequel that'll never be made. <laughs> Frankenstein the Lombada. <laughs> So, so this game, how much does it borrow from the tabletop setting in RPG? Oh, everything. It's a, isn't it a wife, White Wolf setting? Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah, a White yeah. Wolf. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, like about as much as the average Dungeons and Dragons game borrows from Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, it's the same. Yeah, so so everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean the average D and D game just mostly gets inspired by the world of D and D. Very rarely is it running on the rule sets and stuff like that. Is this like using the same? Yes. I, I I've never played a vampire LARP. In fact, my ideal vampire LARP would just be me pretending to be on what we do in the shadows with mm. a group of like improv comedians. That would be a way better that LARP. Would in my be opinion. so much more fun. Um, <laughs> I swear, I'm not just on this podcast to plug my work. But if you want to see some vampire LARPing, you can watch my Castlevania video. Oh, nice. Nice. I have. I I 100% am dressed as a vampire for that wow. one. Um, but, well, I mean, if you've ever been to, like, a, a vamp, like, I, I have been to a couple of Vampire the Masquerade sessions. <laughs> Mostly I walked I through, I walked through while my friends were playing. And, uh, like, if you want to have everyone ignore you, there's a thing, a little trick where you just, you put one hand on the opposite shoulder and you just walk around like that as, as though you're clutching your shoulder in pain. Uh, because that Which means. Which is also. The that, sign of having a heart attack. Yeah, that means either you're invisible or uh, you're you're a non-participant and just passing through and nobody should try to talk to you. Um, or you need medical attention because heart attack. Man. Well, I really there's thought... a difference, you know, if, if you're standing there panting and clutching your shoulder. I, mean, I really thought you were doing life. like a, like a, this is my invisible cloak, don't talk to me kind that, of move. That might that. be what it's supposed to be. But like the yeah. idea of Vampire the Masquerade is ideally you're supposed to play it in public and use like hand signals to communicate like very like I use this power on you, oh, and and that, so you're you're so all hiding masquerading in out so. among like I, I was about to say normal people, but that's rude. But you know, mm -hmm. people non participant players NPCs, yeah. if you will. yeah, you don't involve <laughs> them in your game, but uh, oh. but you can play around other people, and you know, I think when I was in college, like. They they like basically took over the library building at night. Uh, they had a permit to do that, and uh, and I okay. at the one time I tried, I found out like I'm a very very bad improv actor uh, <laughs> because like my my friend just told me like say yes, you're an amnesiac and, and like. Okay, and then, like, oh, he's an amnesiac. Oh, well, shit, we better restore his memory. And everybody's, like, casting all these spells at me, like, oh, he's memory back yet? Like, uh, no, it's just gone. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm a just, I'm mm -hmm. just glad as somebody who has both done a lot of improv, mm -hmm. uh, like, and plays a ton of D&D &D every week, 
I'm so glad there's still levels of nerd beyond me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a whole deep level. We're like, hey, more power to you. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. I, I also feel ugh. like playing that game nowadays is a quick way to get like a Karen to call the cops on you. Like oh, hand totally. signals amongst the same yeah. Thing. Oh, there's a bunch of goth kids oh, smoking cigarettes and throwing hand signals <laughs> at each other. I think it's a gang. It's a gang. guys. We're gonna play cue the masquerade. <laughs> <laughs> it's a there's a crime gang. They're probably trying to kidnap children. Yeah, don't don't play this that game. This man in a pizza was parlor. walking around with one hand on his shoulder, ignoring everybody. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was having a heart attack or if he was wearing an invisible cloak. <laughs> so, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Uh, yeah, anyways, hotel. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is a really really fun game. Uh, it not, the the computer RPG, not the live action one. Uh, your mileage may vary there, but uh, like if you, if you like Deus Ex, if you like you know. RPG games that are very conversation heavy that let you define your character and then let you also play it like it's a first person shooter. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, you go to the Ocean House Hotel, which is like this, this little place that partially burned down years ago and the construction crews that Therese has hired to remodel it, like three of them have quit. They refuse to work there anymore. So you go in at night, of course, and uh, the first thing that happens is the chandelier in the lobby shakes loose from the ceiling and almost crushes you as you're standing under it. You will see a female figure sort of like run distant down the hallway and disappear through a door. And you're following her around and she keeps like, if you lose sight of her, she'll just disappear. Lamps on tables and vases and things will shake and hurl themselves at you like there's a poltergeist. And of course, before you can do anything, you've got to switch on the power, which means you have to go down into the basement, uh, find your way through all these dark, tight corridors into the boiler room. When you turn on the boilers, uh... They, they start popping rivets at you and someone starts laughing and you have to run away and get back to safety. And eventually, the as you survive this ordeal, uh, you will find all these newspaper clippings that tell the story of this family that was staying at the hotel. And uh, the father may have gone crazy and started killing people, including his family. And now his his spirit and the spirits of his family are trapped there. And he will try to kill you through this whole thing at one point by dropping a goddamn elevator on you. Yeah, it's a uh, just, you know, out of the way in the nick of time kind of thing. Some good Foley work in these games, i got to say, yeah, between yeah, the pots yeah, and yeah. pans in the elevator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the beginning of that pots and pans clip sounded like the attic sequence from the Haunted Mansion. It just had, like, the spooky <laughs> piano and then, like, a woman whispering. I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I just like the idea that this <laughs> this ghost just, like, suddenly... You know, three stooges its way through the entire pantry and, like, cookware section when it shows up. Any of these fuckers just, like, fall out of the wall and start jerking off. And, like, can, I, can I talk to you for a minute in the other room, please? Yes, can I please? Do these any? Do they just jizz them on people? <laughs> Big fucking loads. Of oh, my absolute favorite sketch from I Think You Should Leave Season 2. That was one of those perfect sketches that, like, you could have ended it, like, six times, and it's still a killer sketch mm-hmm. every time. Like, it could have ended 30 seconds in when they go, we can say whatever we want. 
Cheers! I'm just, right there. Still would have been a perfect sketch. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out if I can put together a Carl Havoc Halloween costume. Too much fucking shit <laughs> on me. Just get the fedora. Just do the fedora guy who thinks he can <laughs> rock a fedora. And dances to Blues Brothers music. It might be out during my recovery. You could definitely get a Dan Flash's shirt. Like, those I, patterns I, do exist. Well, went out they, looking they get for more one immediately. The more busy the pattern, Tony. So, that is you, true. you know, it's just. They, pay, they, they got one that costs $1,000 because the pattern's so complicated. It costs $1,000, Janet. By the way, since we're deviating. Hmm. I was just in a headline. Everyone else might have missed. I'm a big fan of last season's Bozo dubbed over. David Arquette has secured the rights to Bozo the Clown, which is the greatest <laughs> headline of the day. I did not see anybody spreading around. Thank you, David Arquette, for continuing to reward us with your presence. <laughs> That's a real <laughs> Mad Libs of a headline there. Yeah, I, w- I wish I married a friend's cast member so I could have Bozo <laughs> rights money. <laughs> Bozo, did you just make this? No! No. Oh, shit. I'm going to jerk off. Oh. Okay, back to Vampire yes, of the Masquerade. Yes. Vampire I, I, Mas- Michael, so, I'm about to confuse the listeners. I'm about, to, I'm about to confuse the listeners because I'm confused about it. So, so there's upcoming sequels to this game or a oh, sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, I can't t- – so there's one that kind of keeps getting delayed, and I think that's officially just called Bloodlines 2. Yes. That's the sequel that everybody's been wanting for like 20 years. There's like Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, which is also coming out. Yeah, it's it's a different game. I mean, they're they're all tied to Vampire the Masquerade, the the which is part of I just learned on the wiki the dark. The Dark World yes, is apparently yes. the name of that. Well, that RPG. Oh, that w- it takes place in Thor 2 exclusively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that, that werewolf game that came out, uh, I think, either last year or earlier this that's, year. That's what I sadly what I think of when I think of Vampire the Masquerade. This, like, game that everyone wanted and has the original writer involved that has kind of publicly fallen apart. And yeah, it's, like, indefinitely delayed right now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, everyone's backing off the project and talking shit about mm-hmm. one another. It's mm-hmm. kind of one of the um, most... Because of the its uh, publicly funded nature, it's one of the more dramatic aspects. Yeah, of there's there's been a lot of around. drama, and that's why I'm like, yeah. well, it's weird that there's two games anyway. And by the way, before any LARPing vampires get pissed off at me, I'm sorry, it's the world of darkness, not the dark mm. world. Thank you. Yeah. Please use correct terms. Dracula, dear future game apocalypse. I'm writing to inform you. <laughs> I can barely pronounce that through my fake teeth. Here, Vincent Apocalypse. Wait, hold on. Please please ignore the armadillos in my castle. There there was a period (laughs) when I was briefly considering going back and playing a a second uh, attempt at Vampire the Masquerade, the the LARP. And uh, Diana wasn't into it. No, this was years before I met her. Thank God. I like like to imagine it was like last week. Mm -hmm, Yeah. No, I I came up with like a couple of character names, and my favorite was... uh, Something or other, Kila Smomisa Beach. And it was just <laughs> Kyle's mom is a bitch, spelled but pronounced differently. <laughs> I can get I can get into it that. Was, it was a that. popular joke at the time, the time being I, the late 90s. I, I remember I was, for a long time, my joke was of uh, Lord Dracula from WrestleMania. Mm. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, but yeah, the, the Ocean House Hotel, really cool part of a really cool game, but uh, clearly... Does not hold a candle, too. Number three. Number three. Oh, two guys. Did I scare you? Yeah, you did. This is a very famous game. That is not a very famous line, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it sets, sets the tone well for the Lakeview Hotel 
at the end of Silent Hill 2. Won't get too spoilery here because I'm sure there are some people who still have yet to play this game. And if you do, I cannot recommend enough. Like, if you enjoy horror games, if you want psychological horror games that are really full of themselves and take some really dark turns, Silent Hill 2 is considered an essential game to play. If you like dogs, (laughs) if you like dogs, working levers. In in, in a time before Switch, it was the only game I liked to watch more than I played. Mm. It was so fucking terrifying. I'd go to my friend's house, Mm. get high and watch him play this, and it was wonderful. Yeah. I'm still kind of amazed at what they were able to do on the PlayStation 2. Like, it's it came out very early in that console's lifespan. It was one of the best-looking games on it ever and created this constant sense of dread. Like, you're always afraid that something is going to jump out at you. It very rarely does. So when on the few occasions when it does, it's very impactful. But mostly it's just, like, long, dark hallway... I can see something sort of shiny glinting at the end that could be a flashlight or it could be a monster with very wet skin. Uh, and I don't really have any choice but to slowly walk down this dark hallway toward it. And it looked really good, thanks in part to like this grain filter that also made it look really ugly, but in a very <laughs> stylized way. It's just a fantastic game experience. But it all leads up to James Sunderland, the main character, working his way through this town, trying to... He's following a letter from his his wife, Mary, who died years ago, but says to come to our special place. And their special place is this hotel on the lake in Silent Hill where they stayed once before. And James does discover a video that reveals some things to him, which... I won't spoil here, but still. I don't know why, but I just love it here. It's so peaceful. You know what I heard? This whole area used to be a sacred place. I think I can see why. It's too bad we have to leave. Please promise you'll take me again, James. <laughs> oh, my wife, is she sick? <laughs> <laughs> And it obviously it is haunted by revelations of the past as as well as by actual monsters. No. <laughs> Got those creepy uh, four-legged mannequin things that are flailing around at you. You've got Pyramid Head is is hanging out waiting for you here. And your main defense is your radio that warns you when monsters are nearby playing very loud static. Is 2 the introduction of Pyramid Head or was he yes. in the first game as no, well? No, he was, he was introduced in 2. And he serves okay. – like the, the fact that he was in later games, like a lot of serious Silent Hill fans tend to uh, deride that. Because like you're, you're just bringing him back because he's a fan favorite. He has no – obvious organic reason to be here because he serves a very specific purpose in Silent Hill 2 which is uh, Silent Hill 2 establishes that Silent Hill is not consistently the way we usually see it where it's like this you know foggy town that will occasionally transition into like this creepy dark version of itself it's not that for everybody 
it's sort of right. a personal hell. People that come here view it differently. For example, you meet a girl named or a woman named Angela throughout it, and there Angela. is a there is a moment when you encounter her for the last time. <laughs> what are you doing, Silent Hill? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Angela, where's Mona? Uh, <laughs> that shit, the fatal frame. You don't have to fucking fly here, buddy. Mm -hmm. He's pyramid guy. He's just always on my heel all the time. Pyramid guy. Pyramid fucking pyramid guy. Fuck you. Can't sit down, eat a hoagie or a good slice of odd. Just got pyramid guy chasing me around everywhere. Yeah. So, um, but you, you mean, <laughs> so yeah. pyramid head is basically a tormentor that James's subconscious created to punish him for the sins that he won't acknowledge, which are revealed to you in the final act. Again, I don't want to get too spoilery. He didn't play Assassin's Creed Origins. He did not he's play the Pyramids. 30, 2010, it's 20 years old, so I respect you respecting the statute of limitations, but they have expired. So. <laughs> every, no, no time, every time I think a game is safe to spoil, there is somebody that comes <laughs> into the comments afterwards like, I just picked this up a goodwill for the first time and was about to play it. Thanks for ruining the Ending. I've yeah. been a co in a coma for 19 years <laughs> and 11 months. <laughs> Listen, so. no no spoilers, but if you're picturing, you know, an Egyptian-style bur burial pyramid mm -hmm. on this individual's head, uh, that's incorrect. Yeah. So, <laughs> there you go. It's more like a railroad spike. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mm -hmm. look like Bill Cipher. Just, just very, very pointy. Uh, well, pointy the reason there. Pyramid Head oh. was first came to Silent Hill 2 is because one was on PlayStation, and everyone's head looked like a pyramid in this fucking... <laughs> hey but yeah, and, and, yeah, no spoilers, but like, yeah, he, he comes to Silent Hill because of stuff with his dead wife, and if you've seen Dry. any movie or played any game, you can use your imagination. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but then Pyramid Head came back again another couple games, and it made less sense. It's like he's just here because people want to see Pyramid yeah. Head. He's like Jason Voorhees at this point. He's yeah. literally in whatever the Konami kart racing game is. On he Twitter. is, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. oh yeah. yeah. How does he see? How does he <laughs> He's very clever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, but, but ev like, again, everybody sees it a different way. Like, you meet other people who are also in Silent Hill, sort of fleeing from something. Uh, that, that girl Angela I mentioned, you get a glimpse of how she sees things when you meet her in a stairwell at the hotel for the last time, and everything is on fire. It's hot as hell in here. You see it too. For me, it's always like this. So yeah, that's how she sees Silent Hill. That's what it is for her. It's her personal hell. There's another guy named Eddie who killed a bully and shot a dog and then fled and, and found himself in Silent Hill. And now he just thinks everybody's staring at him and laughing at him behind his back. And maybe he'll kill them too. I, uh... To, to tie back into, you know, more hotel stuff, too, it, it certainly at least appeared to me like the hotel was – you mentioned The Shining earlier, Michael. It mm -hmm. certainly appeared to me to be kind of modeled after the Overlook to some degree. Yeah, yeah. It's more like a so, sort of small-town resort hotel, kind of smallish, yeah. not, not like a city hotel. <laughs> it's a bunch of blocks of rooms. Yeah. If it there, weren't there, purgatory, it'd probably be a great place to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's so many – Man, I don't want to get too nostalgic for working at the Game Raiders, but we were encouraged to do snarky and weird features. And I remember, I think Shane just wanted to... Can I use Laura's theme for editorializing Silent Hill? I'm like, yeah. But we weren't really streaming games yet or making features out of them, so he just decided to see how many locked doors he could interact with in Silent Hill 
to Laura's theme, and it was such a great stupid video. All these, <laughs> all these non-active doors with doorknob with but included doorknob physics, like rink rink locked. Playing Laura's theme in the background is like sixty fucking doors. Wow. Okay. Ah. But yeah, Silent Hill 2, fantastic. But let's let's get into something Chris will be excited to talk about. Number two. That disgusting green blob is up on the 12th floor again, wreaking havoc. I demand a refund right now. Sir, if you check the fine print on our invoice. Invoices. <laughs> right, invoices. You'll see that your warranty on rehaunting expired some time ago. You should have taken the extended service agreement. Sorry, Chris, were you going to say something? No, it, I, it, you guys are making me laugh, and it oh, really hurts. I'm sorry. Me, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, new it's rule, no more jokes. No more jokes. No more oh, jokes. No, I didn't no say that. Jokes. Dead serious. Uh, ghostbusters uh, is ghost. a very yeah. serious ghost. game for so many people who are serious about busting ghosts. So gritty. It's about serious fucking New Yorkers who's up in here. They're dealing with these fucking spirits. These fucking guys want to come back from the dead. Angela, these ghosts. Angela, Angela, there's a ghost in the house. There's a big green guy eating all my pizza leftovers. In Alyssa Milano's room. I don't remember what her name on the show was, but my daughter, Alyssa Milano's room. There you go. If you champion my Madeline reference, you deserve who's the boss references out there. All day, every day. In this class, we will discover... Who truly is the boss? <laughs> it's time for the community fans. Why is this the norm? Uh, Ghostbusters love Ghostbusters. I just want to say, in case nobody's tipped you to it, because this came up in my hometown uh, collectible group on Facebook, um, which was down for a bit this week. I'm not sure if any of you heard about that. Um, <laughs> the action figures out for the new Ghostbusters are huge spoilers. Yeah. For, for Afterlife? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And they're out and about, so like the second you look at them, you'll know what's happening. Yeah. Um, I saw I one just and like was like, oh, I wish I didn't know that. I just but like the- laughing because in the trailer, you know, it ends with they call that shop and Dan Aykroyd picks up the phone to say we're closed, which is like, Whoa. that's a real dick move, Dan. Just don't answer the phone. That's yeah. just really rude. <laughs> get, a, get an answering machine. I'm sure you still have one. See, like, the it's a rotary phone you're picking up. The, the one but thing that I wish I really didn't know is that there's a character named Podcast. Fuck that shit. <laughs> is, is that, are you serious? There is a character named Podcast. Who's a, a kid named Podcast. I don't know if he... Does a podcast probably, or if he just wasn't listens a, to them a lot? But wasn't isn't that uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character's name in that Godzilla movie? Just probably podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's all his character did. Sounds about right. <laughs> I, I just, but I, I always want to sing the praises of a game I wasn't as kind to when it came out, just because it wasn't perfect. But like I recently bought the remastered one for Ghostbusters: The Game, and it is perhaps. Give us a good top five on its own. We were living in this awesome world where Hollywood couldn't get it. Hollywood didn't want to make sequels, but video games did. Mm-hmm. And video yeah. games were more than happy to make a sequel to Ghostbusters with the original fucking cast. And it, long before Go- the woman Ghostbusters is fine, I think Afterlife is going to be great. And I think the woman one is great. The only Ghostbusters I don't like is two. And, th- and the Ghostbusters game is this awesome redemption for two and a three at the exact same yeah. time, and there's so much Ghostbusters in it. It is, it's. I play it every Halloween now, and the remastered ones. I can't believe they still exist, and they're among us. 
it's they keep being published by more and more obscure companies. Yeah. Uh, I remember but, there was a story that Sigourney Weaver passed on it, and then she found yeah. out, oh, the entire rest of the cast is reuniting. No, I want yeah, to be I, in on this. Yeah, and like I think by that, that point, folly like, got her in. We, we've already cast Alyssa Milano because otherwise it was going to be Tony Danza's. The hey, yeah. Alyssa Milano. She, she, hey, who wants a ghost blowjob? <laughs> I, I think. I think you have her appearance in uh, the Alien Isolation DLC because mm-hmm. she, multi- in multiple interviews, was like, no, I, was, didn't, I, I just thought it was like another weird request for like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the whole cast was, nobody made that apparent to me. I didn't want to like it's, not be a part of another Ghostbusters. That's awesome. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's the whole cast except for some reason Ernie Hudson, right? No, well, he's, in he's in there. Oh, is he? I thought it was her. He was, it was the whole cast except for her. Okay, was, I th- I've, for some reason I in my brain that he got like skipped over and, for and some I, reason. I think Rick, Rick, Rick Moranis, Moranis wasn't in it. Was he? No, yeah. I don't think he was. Uh, no, he, he wasn't. He might have been retired of acting yeah. entirely at that time still, right? Yeah, he was. He was? Because remember, it's a long time ago, and the reason Rick, Rick Moranis pulled away from the public wasn't because he was shy. It's because his wife his died. Wife died. And he was yeah. raising two sons. So yeah, like, so Vo would have been probably more up his alley because yeah, he yeah. could kind of long no, time but, before mean, that. Like that vagabond decked poor poor uh, decked him in a in a oh, Central right. Park. Oh, right. I totally oh, watched back, that baby. story. But yeah, no, Rick Moranis just got like beaten in Central Park. Re- like I mean, within the last few yeah, years, you, and you don't. What a monster! Who would beat up Rick Moranis? I know, but yeah. to be fair. He lived his whole life looking like a bully's natural predator and escaped many a beating. <laughs> just their natural prey. He is a walking kick me sign. Yeah. It is yes. true. I, I can tell. I can tell you, having worked on this game, there was no lack of effort to try to get Sigourney Weaver. But this is definitely one of those wow. stories you can tell of like, oh, we had to pitch her people, and her people didn't necessarily. Her people give didn't her do a good job yeah. of explaining what was going on. It even on. has Max mm. von Sydow as as mm-hmm. Vigo. It's just a, a painting that you can talk Vigo to. Vigo the and, Carpathian? Yeah, and he just stands there, like, issuing threats at you. I know. It's, I love it, yeah, that he's nothing more than kind of like an Easter egg where you yeah. talk to his painting. But He has a, an exhaustive amount of lines yeah. that you talk to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, Come here, boy. I'll wear you like pants. Is, is, Brian, is Brian Doyle Murray in it as well? Yes, I think he, he is. is. He's he the mayor. Be. Yeah. Well, I, I know Doyle he's the mayor, Murray but is he playing? Down? Come on, has I mean, he ever played <laughs> anyone who wasn't a mayor? Now that I'm thinking, not one is not uh, one is brother. Captain Knuckles on on um, was the SpongeBob ripoff, but with SpongeBob. sailors. Uh, I mean, he did play the head oh, of the caddies Chow- and Caddy Shack. No, Flap, you know, Chowder, Flapjack. Flapjack. One of those shows I was too old yeah, to watch. Flapjack. Um, but oh, yeah, that, so God, the hotel. in my town. So this is this is just basically a huge fan service yeah. eruption yeah and of so of course it has to go back to the most popular settings and one of those is the hotel sedgwick that famous bit in the first movie where they encounter slimer for the first time and slimer becomes such a big hit that he becomes like a fixture on the animated series so of course we have to have slimer in this he lives in the firehouse in a special containment unit in the lobby but he escapes and makes a beeline back for the Sedgwick because he just has to get his hands on one last deli tray, room service, cart, whatever. So, yeah, the manager's not happy to see you, obviously. But the thing is, Slimer is not alone. You guys need to get down here immediately. Our living science experiment is tearing apart the lobby, and he's not alone. More ghosts? But we gave this hotel a clean bill of health five years ago. New people die every day. Call the elevator, Junior. It's a valid point. New people do die. Yeah, and just the, like every, uh, uh, and Her- once Harold Ramis dies, this was crystallized. Like, this is Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. This is all this you is- get. And it's a lot. 
It's it's so much. Yeah. It, it and it looks so good still. I I remember not like I was rude to the mechanics, but I really like them now. Yeah. Using the the beams to slam ghosts and like it basically the fishing I was just doing in Far Cry is what you're doing to the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, with with the beam and Ghostbusters, I mean, not it, not to not to get ahead of the list, but like that is that's the Luigi's Mansion method, yeah, right? Just like yeah. wrangling right. the ghosts. I actually I actually thought Luigi's Mansion nailed the feel of it more than the Ghostbusters oh, game did for me personally. Mm-hmm. But um, but, but they yeah. don't have those Gears of War's active time reloads. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, you know, part of the fun is you get you you get the proton pack, but you also get all these experimental things that unlock yeah. over the course of the game. And uh, part of the fun of being in the Sedgwick is that you get to absolutely fucking trash the place like there's tons of destructible (laughs) physics objects everywhere at one point you sneak your way into a ballroom that's prepared for a bar mitzvah where where slimer goes and actually there is an achievement for trashing everything in the room to the point where nothing nothing is is ready and uh, guests are coming in 15 minutes oh no well build the city fucker but anyway the Focus gradually shifts away from Slimer and there is a like a, a chef ghost who's like a fisherman actually and is really memorable his name's Pappy Sargassi. He's like a floating fisherman in a life preserver whose bottom half is missing and the reason for this is that he fell victim to a family curse while fishing at sea. He choked on a fish stick while being devoured by a shark and uh, that shark was actually originally supposed to be part of the game it was named gullet and either it was you were gonna help him trap the shark or the shark was going to be part of his boss battle but uh, sadly missing from the final game but there is a great whisper so like if you go up i think to various like slimes that form on the walls you can hear whispers about the the nearby spirits and this one has always stuck with me Describing Pappy Sargassi. That's deep in the blue, lost in the dark, flesh torn by razor sharp teeth of a shark. My favorite Nine Inch Nails lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Lost in the blue. I love it. Uh, Yeah, I just can't say enough nice things about it. And I, I, I love to. Matt, what was the history? It started at Activision, they, and they dropped it, or Vivendi dropped it? Yeah, it started it? at Vivendi, and it was going to be and, and one then, of like Vivendi's biggest games ever. And I, I mean, then the the acquisition, the Vivendi parent acquisition of Activision, which basically made Activision eat up the Vivendi games section, you know, business mm-hmm. unit. Um, this kind of ended up on the market, and it was so weird because I would have thought this is one of the reasons they right. wanted to acquire. Uh, like Vivendi. after all this money you spent on, you somehow got Bill Murray to be in this. And the story was at the time Activision doesn't want anything that can't be sequelized, and I sort of wish I could shake them by the shoulders. And like, wouldn't you like a game that sells hundreds of thousands of copies every year when it goes and, on sale yeah, every Halloween? I think they had they had gotten out of like even the Spider-Man business at that point, and yeah. but this ended up going ultimately to I think it was Atari that published yeah. it. It was definitely Atari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and um, Dan Aykroyd was spoiling the game for like what felt like eight years because it was like just so good to go and couldn't find a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels so weird now because everybody should have a copy of this by now. Pretty much, and and, and in fact, today uh, a Facebook memory popped up from my friend Ryan French, who played the rookie. Like, is the rookie's model because yeah. he was an associate producer on the game? So it's so funny that yeah, we're doing this That's in the so cool. list tonight. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's it. And also remember at the same, there's a simultaneous Wii game developed that is totally different, mm-hmm. with cartoonish yeah. 
features yeah. for the Ghostbusters that has never been re-released yeah. or brought ba- back, back in capacity. that was back in the day when yeah the Wii would just get independent versions of stuff mm-hmm. yeah I'd get a Madden game starring only the mascots <laughs> now the Switch the Switch just gets <laughs> yeah, cloud it, versions now you know it's yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. Here's, here's how you well, can I remember like the, the Wii version like there were some weird differences like there's one part of the the real version where you uh, are hunting ghosts through like an architecture office and so there's like all these models that you get to destroy. And in the Wii version, for whatever reason, it's a game developer and oh, wow. all these space invader looking ghosts are coming out of the machines and you have that's to get cool, them. Actually. That's silly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I, and, and mild recommendation, I, I w- look up the best episodes of the real Ghostbusters. I think they put mm. those all on YouTube. Yep. The collect that, call of Cthulhu is still pretty good. I, I think laser, someone in laser time posted, the Boogeyman episode, oh, yeah. which is like, oh, the Boogeyman is real? Like, yeah, and we're going to get sucked into his universe. It's fucking terrifying. I loved that and episode when I was a kid. I think yeah. also because that was one of the ones that introduced, like, oh, there are, like, these kids that are sort of like junior Ghostbusters or something. And, uh, like, Not that is that exactly what I wanted to be. Uh, yeah. And, and so that is my push now. Take whatever team made this ghostbusters game and make a real ghostbusters team you can re not lorenzo music mm. but you can re- <laughs> dave coulier you can get him in there with arsenio hall yeah. doing the voice work frank welker might not come and play ray again or slimer but yeah. i think that would just, be really just cool. hire like, billy west he can do anything everything activision has done with the transformer series do that with a real ghostbusters game i am totally on board that universe is so colorful those action action figures are so cool and nowhere in the movie uh, did they go into the containment unit where they went in the containment unit multiple times oh, yeah. in the cartoon? It was well, awesome. It was, the containment unit in the show was like this semi-mystical, like self-contained netherworld afterlife. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a pocket dimension, isn't it? Yeah, I thought the containment unit basically puts them in an alternate dimension. Yeah, yeah. basically. And in the movie, it's just like ah, it's a laser containment grid. Yeah, a man with no dick wants to shut it down. <laughs> it's true. He wants to shut it down. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Poor William I, Atherton. I love, I, love, I love William Atherton so much because he was even named from birth to be that character. Yeah, he was but the he's perfect But he's just very asshole. comfortable with the idea like, yeah, every day someone screams about my lack of a dick from a bus yeah. on it's the like, street. Like it Ghostbusters needs an day. asshole. William Atherton's here. Real Genius yeah. needs an asshole. William Atherton. Uh, Atherton Die Hard needs I, an asshole. I love William that. Atherton. So I think in the game, and I know definitely in like the IDW comics continuity, like because they've sort of been made like a semi-official city agency, Peck is actually in charge of them. He's he's oh, wow. their boss. <laughs> so, oh, what a great role. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, by the way, how most of the world ends up being anyway. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a very realistic situation. Yeah. Well, Chris also gave a medium recommendation for the real Ghostbusters. I'll give a a tiny mm-hmm. recommendation for the 1975 Ghostbusters where those two oh, dudes God. hung out with the monkey. <laughs> where the Ghostbusters. I forget the rest of that. <laughs> the Larry Storch version. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, before the He-Man people learned how to draw, they made a little, little live-action show Oof. called the Ghostbusters. It's just... Every promo shot is the most bizarre thing. It's a dude who looks like Dick Tracy. It looks and it looks like a guy from the original like, you know, uh roast club <laughs> and then an ape. <laughs> it's, it's so bizarre. Uh, well, I'm going to promote whatever this is. I'm the one that gets a face full of slime every time the little green buddy escapes. He doesn't even know me well enough to hate me. 
but if you really want to trash the fuck out of a haunted hotel, few games do it better than... That is the sound oh, yeah. of Charles oh. Martinet getting a ghost blowjob in what game? <laughs> ah, Charles Martinet mentioned. getting an email that he will not be voicing Mario in the new movie. Uh, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, he does such a better job at Luigi than Mario. Yeah, like His Luigi vocalizations great. for Luigi are actually... It's, there's a lot more acting involved, you can just tell. But yeah, yeah man, man is nuanced. Just, Luigi's yeah. a little more of a character. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He, he has Martinet. two traits instead of just one. <laughs> Charles Martinet <laughs> plays a character and then plays the twin of that character and then plays the doppelganger of those two characters. This is true. And they're, they're incredibly distinct, and any Nintendo fan knows what I'm talking Michael, about. Michael, I do take it's exception amazing. with you saying that this game's all about you busting up hotels, because, dude, I mean, I vacuum everything up, got to get those dollar yeah. bills, so it's, it's way cleaner than when I found well, no you vacuum webs. everything up, including the towels, the curtains, <laughs> uh, chunks of furniture. I, I was playing it a little bit before the show, and I found, like, just a fucking buzzsaw that I was able to turn on, suck up into the vacuum, and then just wander around destroying every single fixture <laughs> and piece of furniture oh, yeah. in the room. Yep. Yeah, we should also clarify this is three specifically. Yeah. Three Luigi's is the one Mansion based three. in a hotel. Yes. Set in the, right. the Last Resort Hotel. Uh-huh. Such a good name, honestly. Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, and the Toads are invited there by Helen Gravely, who I'm pretty sure is a sim. Tell me that's not simlish. Yeah, Come that's on. some simlish right there. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like Ramstein lyrics at the end, though, with the... Uh, <laughs> pretty sure she said Duhas there <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this game so much. The, the, I mean, the first one is, is a bona fide classic. And uh, for me, it was in the, like, the latter half of those, like, super formative years uh, for me. Um and then, you know, two gave us uh, multiple mansions to explore. And then three just goes, okay, we're going to take the multiple locations and, you know, different genres of, of puzzle and, and environment and just stack them all on top of each other in yep. this hotel. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's, it's just, you know, hotels can be kind of a one note thing. Uh, but every floor is something totally different mm-hmm. in, in Luigi's Mansion 3. And I think that's super great. Yeah. Like, uh, here's the, isn't there like a floor that's just like a coliseum or something, an arena? Yeah, there's like a straight up arena. There's There's a a movie studio for some reason. (laughs) As you do. There's a dance club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we all know what kind of movies are consistently shot in hotels. (laughs) Thanks, Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Police procedurals. Documentaries. Ghost (laughs) blowjobs. Sports documentary. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, those guys probably are interviewed in hotels quite a bit. So, yes. Yes. Yes, that yes is actually. But this is not the first time the Mario series has dealt with the concept of a haunted hotel. Uh, yeah. Mario's Sunshine had yeah. the Hotel Delfino, which was not like, you know, even pseudo spooky in the way that Luigi's Mansion is. But are ghosts. Yeah, well, it's infested with booze. Yeah. It, well, it, it's the boo. It's the boo level, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes like the haunted yeah. Mario World level 
but makes it whatever. I also honestly, for some reason, thought you were about to say Mario is missing. That's the other example. <laughs> Did that have a haunted hotel? I think it said it. Well, is it's set in a hotel, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's set in a hotel, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Hmm. Yeah. I, but not haunted. Anyway. Isn't Mario I is just... missing the one with the infamous, uh, you won't find Adobe here in Nairobi, but you will find some beautiful hotels. Like that recorded line. I just had an epiphany. Um, I have no idea. You it, could have just made that up for all I I've, I've been studying Spanish lately, and so I was like, oh, Hotel Del- Delfino, that's Hotel Dolphin. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Did they call it that because the GameCube was known as the Dolphin? Like, that was its Ooh, code name? Yeah, dude. That could well, be. dude, it's it's the Isle Delfino, yeah. and it is too shaped like a dolphin. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, no, 100%. It's, uh, <laughs> I, like, oh, I, I, mean, I, Brett had to tell me this is every, everyone should know by now. I still keep seeing features on it. You can still see that naming abbreviation on the bottom of your GameCube. Mm. DLP, HN. Hmm. Yeah, every GameCube you have it has its code name on the back. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I know the emulator is just called Dolphin, isn't it? Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. trying to yeah. emulate GameCube. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I've heard. I wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> myself, but you know, <laughs> One of the best emulators out there. Previously, the only time I could play Mario Sunshine. Thank you so much, Nintendo, for that game last year. Yes. Oh yes, I am. A, I am a big proponent of Sunshine, but uh, uh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion Three. Not a lot good of sunshine game. in Luigi's Mansion Three. No, very no, little. It, it uh, might have, but it, it might because of what it is, kind of a feast for lighting and sound. Oh, absolutely, it is mm-hmm. one of the most like. Visually impressive first-party Switch games. Yeah, visually that there impressive is. Switch games. Period. Like it is. Yeah. It looks amazing, and yeah. and it's you know it's, because it's it's using like the main characters are are very sort of smooth and not very detailed, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it, just, it looks fantastic. The lighting is amazing. It's it's perfect. It's one of those things that perfectly exemplifies why Nintendo doesn't always prioritize cutting-edge graphics because it manages to get something incredibly artistic and really impressive on archaic. Hardware mm-hmm. in a way like I'm playing, you know, replaying Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. Like Luigi's Mansion still looks better. Uh, it looks more unique. It's very pretty. Yep. And I have never yep. finished it. So. Style over fidelity. It, it will yep. last longer. And yep. also, yep. it's really fun to catch a ghost and slam them around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the one that, that didn't it. It really focused on that slam mechanic a lot, oh, like yeah, to weaken totally. the ghosts before you can suck them up. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I really, you know, really enjoy it. Really love uh, destroying every room in this hotel. Um, yeah, I, I got to finish it. I, that's kind of a Halloween target for me. I was like, I got to finish that game this month. But uh, hey, real quick, yeah, I, I forgot to mention in the last number um, that Hotel Cedric is based on a hotel I've actually stayed at LA. and been yeah. to many times. The Millennium Biltmore. It's like this. I have also stayed old there. Classic yeah. hotel. You know, it's, is it in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, it's in yeah. it's in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the E three hotel for mm-hmm. a lot of people who cover that show. Yeah. Right. Yep. Exactly. I, I mean, it, if it was... I've stayed there, I, for some reason, I thought it was based on the Roosevelt, which is apparently actually haunted. Or well, so they. My say. understanding is in the movie, like one, like the interior is based on somewhere. I think that is the L.A. That's one, the interior. The exterior, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the exterior is based on something in L.A. and the yeah, interior is New York. I might have that flipped. But oh anyway. no, no, other way around. Yeah, interior is the Biltmore. Yeah, like right. when you walk into that lobby, it's immediately yeah, recognizable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's. Um, 
it's it's kind of a cool place. Sorry, I just totally yeah. forgot to mention that as we're talking. Also, about to, it. also to throw in because I'm sure it's on someone's mind. Uh, the what is it? Ocean View Hotel from Control, not technically mm. haunted, so not qualified. We, yeah. Although we a fantastic location. It. We talked about you talking about haunted the motel, right? The one where you kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. But it's not it's technically not haunted. And it's such a weird feature of the game. It's more just used as this like portal into between dimensions and stuff. Like, yeah, the right. game's not about this haunted motel. Yeah, right. But it, but as also cool like as it's it is. sort of like a shared consciousness nightmare sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's place weird. to put puzzles mm-hmm. to make you take a break between levels in that game. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's 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 the sci-fi tilt of X Files and not the horror yeah, tilt, sure. <laughs> basically. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it, that is also might have a connection to a game that we're going to talk about in our new releases, uh, Alan Wake Remastered. Um, we've got we've got a bunch of stuff to dive into. So um, yeah, these these have all been really fun hotels to explore. We're glad you took this uh, this journey into hospitality with us. Uh, uh, my favorite Disney off, World ride. Ah, yes. Journey into hospitality. <laughs> that, no, that would totally Exciting be Exciting careers right? await you yes. in the haunted hospitality industry. Ooh, remember <laughs> to, to tip your goals. Hey, I'm Tony Danza. Welcome to the world of hospitality ride. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by Monsanto. <laughs> and I'm Rosie O'Donnell. I'm here to teach you how to make sourdough bread. <laughs> That's a real thing that I, was in a Disney park. I couldn't park. do this without a friend. Colin Mockery. <laughs> is that still there? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I think it might still be there. Is that that Hollywood tour ride or whatever? No, it's it's, it's a California Adventure. There was literally California. a Boudin sourdough factory like, display, yeah. like movie they played. And you, bit yeah, of a moot point a after we bread. all learned how to do it during COVID, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody <laughs> no one wants to think about making sourdough bread anymore. <laughs> well, not with Rosie O'Donnell. So yeah. Not. Uh. All right. So that's been our top five. Hope you enjoyed it. On that note, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of new releases. So stay tuned. Met the ghost of Stephen Foster at the Hotel Paradise. This is what I told him as I gazed into his eyes. Rooms were made for carpets. Towers made for spires. Ships were made for cannonade to fire off from inside them. Ladies never saying all it do No, no, no. Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me. Yep, pal, Fred. And he beats up, you know, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) 
It's there, yeah, this yeah. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the, the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where we've got a lot to talk about. So let's not waste any time before we hit this button that announces the beginning of the segment we all I'm like just gonna to do call. We are the new releases. They are releasing new. That's a new row, thing. Row, if row, you, your boat style. I like. If that. you take it, if you take too long moving forward, I'm just going to sing that song. No, so. no. Uh, so one of us has played a little bit of Metroid Dread, which is one the biggest us. release this week. IMO um, for for a lot of people. Uh, well, actually, there are two really big ones. Uh, we yeah. we can get a little bit more into Far Cry Six in a minute, but. Uh, and and we'll get into Metroid Dread more next week, but Chris, since you've played a little bit, uh, any what are your early impressions? Well, it, it's just how insane it feels because Metroid has been as a franchise has been in an odd limbo for mm-hmm. a while. Even I, I do it. I think the Prime series is very Metroidy, despite mm. not yeah. being two D. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but totally. there hasn't been a new two D Metroid since two thousand two. Two thousand. Four, or two. I mean, do we yeah. count the the Metroid Two remake as new? It was sort of. I, 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 oh, I'm, hap- turns, yeah. I'm happy to do that, yeah. but like, but this is how long it's been since there's been a new Metroid. Yeah. And to Nintendo's credit, it doesn't just release sequels because you want them to. It usually has to find some kind of niche and something that mm-hmm. is truly new. And I, so far, I, I'm I'm a little frustrated by it, but I also love it. It is so fucking fast. Instead of playing through the abilities, they just take all your powers away and you're in this awesome white suit. But similar to, what is it, one of those Resident Evils lately where you have, you're followed by an impossible to kill thing. Oh, yeah. You need to move fast, fast, fast because you have this thing that you cannot kill. You can only stun. It takes, uh, and then it takes those wonderful stun and parry moves from Returns. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't play a ton of Returns. We streamed it, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, Samus has like this fucking shuriken that you can throw at enemies, time things right, and it'll automatically target uh, that enemy and give you extra loot drops for shooting like that. I- I've only played like an hour or two, but it is odd. I didn't think it would have as much backtracking because that's just not an impressive first party. I think Metroid 2D Metroid doesn't make for an impressive th- first party thing for Nintendo, hmm. a real system seller, hmm. but the idea of... No, you can't kill these things. They're the EMMIs. They're the giant. Emmys, yeah. They're giant fucking, what do you call it? Uh, Mr. X's that run. You need to just get away from as fast as you can. I'm sure. And you occasionally develop the ability to fend them off or kill them, but you don't have those on you at all times. You are literally powered up once at a statue. So I'm, I'm finding it truly bizarre. And it's just the <clears throat> biggest 
new thing in a Metroid game in fucking 20 years. That they found yeah. something new to, to work yeah. with, and it's very Metroid. That that it's very tense. And How long do you I'm figure until uh, hackers uh, mod Thomas the Tank Engine in there? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, yo, that Choo Choo Charlie game. Oh yeah, it looks good. Famously like, like, hackable fun. system, Nintendo Switch. I, look, I would, they did it for Wii U for the longest time. Yeah, I went sure. over to somebody's house for the first time, and their twelve-year-old son. He's like, "Yeah, I, I can download Switch games on my computer." I'm like, "Wow." Okay, I'm not even sure if I believe you. Can well, you really emulate these yet? But whatever. Uh, Dread, it, it's. I didn't play that long, but I also got like 15 percent through the game, so I'm a little. I I read it was about eight hours. Yeah, it uh, seems to to at least complete if you're like you know trying to find every hidden thing. You know, probably tack a couple more on. But I'm curious yeah. to see how this will sell. It's what a great idea to to come up with this. Interesting spin on Metroid, release it during the Halloween season, but I just, yeah. I'm very curious to see how this takes, because, you know, arguably there's more awareness of Samus Aran and Metroid than there's ever been in the past, but yeah. I think, like, the last new Metroid game is, like, Metroid Other M. <laughs> and, and it was not very well received. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's Federation I mean, Force for uh, the 3DS. Yes. It's pro- well, it's probably oh, more yeah. people know, more people know Metroid from its inclusion Smash. in Smash Brothers yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. at this point. Well, before we move on, you know who developed Federation Force? Who? The same developer that did Luigi's Mansion 3 and Dark Moon. Wow. Oh. Yeah. So what what was their problem with Federation Force then? Cuz I, I think nobody nobody well wanted liked. a uh, multiplayer non-cartoony Metroid game. Prime, yeah. yeah, on 3 on 3DS, you know, the famous multiplayer system 3DS. Right. Yeah. Also Luigi the only Prime. one where Samus Kananic Canonic Samus canonically, that is weird. Those words are hard to say back then. Hey, I'm Samus, Samus canonically. canonically. We're, 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 where Samus canonically loses, because like the climax of that, I think it's the climax, you you fight like a brainwashed Samus. Spoilers for oh, a 3DS game nobody cares about. Well, um, here at Samus canonically yeah. Ford, we don't do spoilers, Tony, so you're going to have to come on down to the dealership. Canonically, Samus canonically. Samus canonically. Uh, Chris, Bring you, your you friend Justin Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you, you mentioned it's tense, so like, it, so the 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 dread name is earned then, because like that yeah, name, just, like Metroid Dread, is a very like strong name, you know, like Metro- that really Metroid has is, an atmosphere. Has always been tense. It's, I, I think, its music is very notable for being unsettling, mm. and it just works so well. Theme. So well here. <laughs> I just want to throw <laughs> it, that in there. It just, it, it, there's a part of me that like. This feels so fucking different. I played almost all the way through Super Metroid last year. Mm-hmm. It feels so different, and Samus is mm. so fucking fast and has a move that I have yet to un- like fully unlock yet. I can't even turn into a ball, and it's but still <laughs> with still with the parry system and the slides and really, I, yeah, your goal mostly is is constant evasion mm. in a way that's not annoying. Because it's Metroid is kind of always a game about backtracking a little bit anyway, but right. you end up exploring new areas by trying to avoid these big fast things you can't kill that are, uh, I would guess, are going to be haunting you throughout the game. Yeah, and my my understanding is like <clears throat> is it's those are essentially stealth sequences. Like if if they are if they spot you, like you're in a very bad way. Yeah, but they, they can spot you from like a screen over and follow you through open doors. Yeah. So like wow. it, yeah, it's it's Resident Evil esque in that sense. You do have to make a, a compelling effort to get away from them, and in a lot of occasions you can stun them and slide through their legs and get behind them, but you cannot hurt them. I'm I'm really curious to see like what this does for the story of Metroid Two because like 
Uh, it's it's the lore of Metroid is deceptively deep. Like there is there yes. are way more characters and threads than you even realize. And in particular, there's a character named Silex who like he's like the rival to Samus for a lot of the Prime games. And like mm-hmm. there's a rumor that like the like Metroid Prime Four, whenever we get that, will be like the showdown with him. But I also know there's, like, a mysterious figure in this game, and if, like, that turns out to be him, that, like, will break the chronology in most fans' brains yeah. in a way that's really exciting. It's so, it's so weird to see, like, a modern fucking Destiny Kingdom Hearts character just pop up in a Metroid game, whoever that character is. Mm. I, I was also, as a minor note, Nintendo doesn't really like to play up the lore of Metroid. Metroid? Like, right. There's kind of, so much. And this game opens with, like, you forget that Other M was the thing to introduce dialogue and cutscenes because Metroid doesn't typically have that. And there's just, like, several static screens of text and, like, floating PNGs. And that's how it introduces you to this first-party <laughs> holiday game. Hey, that's like, all I need. Wow. Honestly, like, at the risk of, like, describing it in a, in a derivative way, like, give me another map to explore and things to acquire as I'm exploring it, and I don't really care as much about the story like just give me a fun thing to explore and cool powers yeah. you know like, and this is the the fastest metroid game i've ever fucking played it is really and i had a little bit of a tough time learning when you think like oh, i'm not timing this right i can't kill this thing no you just can't kill this thing the goal is to get away yeah it is asymmetrical you're not gonna win and yeah i'm having a fucking blast with it i haven't been able to play it um on with my pro controller yet so that's been frustrating hmm. but i got the hang of it uh, officially after hmm. about 30 40 minutes and i'm working with joey con drift and i really don't like that makes it very difficult to aim yeah. um, but there's there's but there's great aiming systems in this game too it is the biggest most innovative leap that the series proper non-prime has ever made and i think it's bizarrely appropriate metroid should be a game about terror and scares from here on out it just should be it, it always sort of tried to be but like mm-hmm. needed to keep things kid friendly but like this goes a little further there's a lot of discomfort um, i hope that spills and, over to cool. prime four then too because yeah. especially yeah. from that perspective you could probably do a lot of yeah i feel like prime prime got to play around with that a little more because it got to behave like a modern shooter and the 2d games just yeah. felt kind of stuck yeah. it's crystallized in time so it's interesting yeah there was something else to do and nintendo found it and did it but the only thing is, I'm probably ignorant to like 800 Steam games that are in the exact same genre and do the exact same thing. But those aren't uh, Metroid. They're, they're not, not Metroid. the original. It's and, true. And to be that guy plugging my work again. Framework, <laughs> uh, baby. Did a video on, on the original Metroid and, you know, how the Metroidvania genre came about. And yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's just it weird because I was sort of dreading the backtracking, but uh-huh. like, you have to become so fast. You, this ends up becoming a strategy. You have, you, you are, you don't get to explore the direction that you want because you need to get away from this fucking thing that is, uh, crawling on ceilings after you. It's fucking neat. So you're saying the dread of Metroid Dread was I not the backtrack. Dread to describe Metroid Dread. This is why I don't write art, like, fucking reviews anymore. This asshole used the word dread eight times in a review for Metroid Dread. <laughs> well, now hold writer. on, hold on. Chris, let's, I can bring you right up to speed with, with game. Uh, uh, discourse right now with one question. You ready? Yeah. Is this the Dark Souls of the Metroid series? <laughs> no. Bring us well, up to that, speed with game discourse from five years ago. And then, <laughs> in, in, that, in that sense, uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta kill shit to get your energy and your, your life back and everything, but it's so generous at this point. That's 
probably the Nintendo difference. It's pretty difficult to die thus far, but when you do, it's loady and cutsceney and annoying. Mm. So run away from this fucker. Do not try and fight it. Yeah. Do um, not engage. But also, uh, Salt and Sanctuary is clearly the Dark Souls of the Metroidvania franchise, so oh, we already have one. That's of those. true, and that game is great, and it's getting a sequel. I don't remember yeah. what it's called, but I'm also very excited for that. Yeah. Also, Pepper and Sanctuary. <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> full, full disclosure. I am employed by Ubisoft, and I got Matt and Chris, I was able to get Matt and Chris, uh, free codes to play Far Cry 6. The other mm-hmm. huge new release out this week. Um, and this, this is one like once it starts to take off, it gets really good. And I'm at the point now where I absolutely love it. I am super powered and stomping everything. Uh, all my guns are unbeatable. And, uh, I'm curious what you guys think of it. This game has that weird opening island that you start mm-hmm. on. It's like this little tiny island. It's, it's basically your tutorial island and there's not a ton to do on that island. Um, and then once you get off that island, that's when the real game starts. Yeah, and, yes. and that's like an hour or two in. And they even tell you like, hey, these systems are now like even my my Uplay or U- Ubisoft Connect items that I had redeemed. It finally told me like you can use those now because this is the real game. Like, sorry about these last mm-hmm. two hours. This was the tutorial or whatever. And I'm, which is funny to me because I'm like, I play all Far-, Far Cry games. I don't need a fucking tutorial. I know how this shit works. Like, give me the bazooka. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then you're, like, you know? confronted with all the new systems. You're like, oh, maybe I do need a tutorial. Well, it, yeah, that's my, my one issue with the game so far is it, it is very deep with systems. And I love yeah. that shit. It doesn't do a great job onboarding you with all of those systems. Like, it, right. you have to be willing to, like, hey, how does how do upgrades work in this game? And you kind gotta, of you got to read a that. lot more. Yeah. They, they yeah. made, I, I think I've said this. I, I didn't realize it, but I, other than like the instincts games, I've played every Far Cry all the way through and mm-hmm. slowly realized like I love this fucking series. This is one of my favorite series ever. It's yeah, I absolutely love it. And in that sense, it like still kind of stings a little bit. They took away some of those systems and put them in other systems that you can still access. You know what I'm hope isn't happening because it really bums me out. Like the discourse around Far Cry games in, in like a lot of games press is, man, it's just the same fucking game over and over again, and I hate that. And I'm like, I love that, and I really hope that the series creators aren't going, oh, they always say it's the same thing, so we need to change the systems. Like, no, there's little things like why why am I moving in third person now? <laughs> like, just give me the same fucking game every two to three years, and I will play those games because that formula is really fucking fun and stupid. And and yeah. and not to say this game isn't that. There's just like little tweaks they make that you're like, oh man, I, I wish we, I wish I wish I could take fucking beaver hides and turn them into wallets for and hold more arrows and shit like that. Yeah, you know, instead like, you're you're trading animal parts for like crafting components that you can then turn into. Weapon mods and, uh, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna put a suppressor on this and, uh, then as I rank up, I will gradually be able to build a better suppressor that, uh, silences my gun more and doesn't yes. overheat as fast. And, uh, then there are like different ammo types, which is like, I feel like that might be a sticking point for some people because there, there's like not there's the regular ammo and then there's soft target ammo, armor piercing yeah. ammo, poison ammo, incendiary ammo and blast ammo. 
And these are all like, you will just, uh, mod your gun to always shoot that kind of ammo. So you don't need to juggle it. Like you don't have to worry about like, Oh, do I have enough blast rounds that I can slot in and but, blow but up it's this meant tank? to be rock, paper, scissor. Like certain enemies yes. are meant to be weaker to certain ammo. I mean. It's a monster hunter element. I don't particularly find welcome in far cry just because all my abilities stacked before mm-hmm. and now like i don't want to change my clothes well, and i and i never do that's what's weird is like it, you know you can scope out like forts before you start to storm them and know mm-hmm. like oh these enemies are weak to different things in the heat of battle i'm never going to remember that and i n- almost never change my weapon like unless unless i'm shooting an enemy and i'm like fuck none of their energy none of their health is coming off then i'll maybe go okay i better switch to this other type of armor piercing gun or whatever and that, and that didn't matter that to me trick. that only really made a super big difference in the beginning where like I've still found a way to like get used to the systems or fortify myself. I never change my mods. Never. And I'm doing fine. I'm myrtleizing everyone. I am walking up to outpost and just having a I'm having a splendid time. The only only other concern I had, the last Far Cry game I I played was 3. The remaster. Really? Me too. Me too. I went back to 3 earlier this year. I went back to 3 during the pandemic and just like there's so many huge set pieces and I've been fucking around I watched The Many Saints of Newark, and now I've been playing Far Cry for a two seasons of Sopranos amount of time. <laughs> That's how long I've, I've played, and I have done almost none of the story missions. I'm fucking, I'm fucking up Outpost. What's that new thing where it's like you get on the radio and it's like this thing is oh the 2000... Yeah, the supply n- interceptions. Yeah, where it's just basically like how fast can you get to the other side of the, this point in the map as fast as you fucking can. Yeah. And sometimes it's difficult. It's like that to me is the new most fun mission type, uh, choosing how you get all the way across this island to steal a supply drop. But yeah, think of the, of the, of the story based set pieces. I haven't seen anything that like feels big and far cry to me yet. It feels like that. Yeah. That, that stuff feels a little smaller than the other games, but it's weird because they've gone bigger in other areas. Like they really, they took the companion system from five and built it out even more. And now you have to like. You have to like level your companions by letting them perform certain actions, and it kind of takes a while to do it. And yeah, but it's uh, they've they've added. I would never buy another video game collector's edition, but then I saw Far Cry Six has a fucking dachshund in a wheelchair as a Mm. (laughs) yeah collector's edition, and there's like it has an awesome cat that collects money for you on the battlefield or something. Yeah, like I I love Chorizo. He it's hard for him to get killed, and he. I was like, what's his power? It's been, I'm not going to stop using him, but what's his power? He's like, he is cute and therefore distracts enemies. And then I chained machete kills yep. through multiple enemies as a cute dog walked amongst them in a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my, so going back to the ammo stuff, like my standard mm-hmm. practice is like, I have a silenced sniper rifle that has armor piercing yeah. rounds, which will, if you do a headshot, go through anything and anybody. Mm-hmm. I have a an assault rifle that has the soft target rounds, which even same. against most armored enemies, if you get up close and just unload a clip, like you if, will. If you hit them in the face, it works. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And or, or like knock off their helmet with your machete and then brap. Uh, yeah. And then I have like a pistol with armor piercing rounds. So if like a really heavily armored guy comes out, I can just like quickly switch over to that and bam, bam, bam. Yeah, I, I typically. I don't even necessarily mess with the mods so much because I, I like the special weapons you can find in the world that mm-hmm. kind of have special powers. So I have a, an, a semi-auto pistol that looks badass. It's like this predator-looking pistol. And then 
I have the outfit that's like the Miami outfit so that I get a lot more money, but it also has a buff for like pistols. Like you, you get more ammo for pistols and you can shoot them quicker and mm-hmm. aim better. And so it's like my gear, cause that's the other thing. The gear system has replaced the skill tree system. Mm-hmm. Like the way you can get kind of bonus powers is you equip sets of gear. And I think there's set bonuses too, where if you equip all five, right, you get yeah, more stuff. Yeah. Or- but, you know, it also pays to mix and match. Like I have uh, Fuego mitts that, like, if you catch on fire, you'll immediately slap it out. And that's, like, one of the first yeah. things that you get. Um, I have a bandana that lets me just machete kill people from, like, when the, from the front when they're alerted. So I could just, yeah. you know, Michael Myers See, my uh, way through okay, that's troops. That's what I wanted to – that was one of those things you'd unlock in a skill tree. I didn't know that existed because mm-hmm. that was always my favorite thing to unlock. Yeah, you can, you can still do that. Master. You just need to find the right gear. It's just a little more fiddly with the menu system. And now. something mm-hmm. that I especially like about it is it has a weapon wheel, but yeah. in fact, you are carrying your arsenal with you at all times. Yes. So if you yes. just go into the pause menu, you're like, oh, I don't have the right gun equipped for this situation. You just pause it and like, okay, I'm going to pick that out of my arsenal, move it into this quick select slot, and we're back in action, and Which, I switch to the cool gun. I, I believe the other Far Cries made you pick when, like, and take with you like anything on your wheel is what you had right like you had to stock other weapons or something like it wasn't always yeah, that easy so. to switch yeah. your arsenal i mean yeah, yeah you had, would have to like go home and your trunk and mm-hmm. and i should say because i forgot that my what is the supremo cannon thing called supremo but yeah. there's Are there's different uh, versions of the weapons that... yeah i for i wasn't paying attention to that in the beginning and i messaged michael like am i suck at this am i getting killed I'm like I am forgetting that I have a room clearing. You have an ult. You have mm-hmm. I have an ult. Have I have, yes, there's an ultimate here that I'm not using. And once it, I started incorporating that, like, I am flying. I cannot get enough of this game. It's scratching all my Far Cry itches. And the more, I think I equip something, the more people I kill, the faster that thing recharges. So, yep. like, yeah. after, like, yeah. two That's and a half kills, I can now unleash, like, six missiles yep. from my back. One thing this game does really well is it's leaning into the tongue-in-cheek aspect, which the last Far Cries have done, even though, like, a lot of people, when they were covering five, like, who takes yourself so seriously? I'm like, have you actually played that game? Because it's poking yeah, I, fun a lot of I the time. I saw, so, other than the game constantly calling me a libtard, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> it's libertad! <laughs> libertad, I, man! I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Mm-hmm. Uh... I think it's hilarious seeing people like uh, this depiction of a crisis in Latin America. And like, I've gotten tired of Ubisoft is all, they're just Rambo movies. That's all that they are. They're not, they're not polemics and they're not, they literally change the name of every island in person because it's just not real. And there's, there's not going to be a, a satisfying political treaty between anybody. It's Rambo. Mow through everybody, mm-hmm. take them down. To the point where there is a Rambo crossover coming. Oh. <laughs> right yeah. after the Danny Trejo crossover. It does have that very strong 80s, like, I'm interfacing with stereotypes. The I'm interfacing with a bunch of Italians <laughs> and Greeks, uh, speaking like Charles Martinet. And but what did I what did I call is it Juan? I was like, man, he's like the Hispanic Sully. Like he's just this old burnt out guerrilla who But gives he you does pointers. way more drugs. <laughs> and he's got a sweet mullet. Come oh, on, man. That's what I was gonna say. I'm more mystified by it's like the first far cry where I haven't like tripped balls yet. And there's You'll a central there. poison yeah. to everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well Far Cry Five had an entire section of the map so, that was the poison. Yeah, section. so um this time around they, they do something similar to Far Cry Five where like there are three regions you can tackle their storylines in pretty right. much any order. Um I think my favorites are the the center one, which is like Valle de Oro or Tierra del Oro, something like that, where you meet this rap duo, Maximas Matanzas, and do a bunch of missions with them. 
Yeah. And kind of get into the prop the propaganda machine of of Yara, the, the the fictional country where you're fighting. And there's also El Este where you meet the legends of 67 who are like these old guerrillas who fought in like the the 1967 revolution. The and Leyendas, yeah, you, yeah. you get to like, you know, uh at one point, tour this museum of the revolution that's been co-opted by the dictatorship to be like, oh, the museum of the terrorists who fought in 67. And That's actually one thing I do like about the map in this game, because it's like, okay, Far Cry is back to the jungle again, mm-hmm. right? But there's, because of that fiction of the guerrillas, like the, the leyendas, like... The island is full of these like little tunnels or like zip lines where it feels more like, oh, back in 67, these the rebels at the time set up all of these ways to get around the island and they're still there in this map. And so you really have to pay attention, like wherever you see these like blue things, it's like, oh, follow that. That's going to be a path. You might find like a grapple hook up there. And then there's like little tunnels and stuff like it's all very clearly dug out of the island. Supply cache, something cool is usually at the other end of those. Exactly, exactly. So I, I do like that they've they've made the maps more interesting to get around uh, just through kind of that that fiction. But uh, yeah, dude, Far Cry Six. It is, back it is fucking huge. Like seriously, Sopranos three and four under my belt, and I haven't unlocked like two thirds of. Yeah, the the map is huge. The yeah, the it map is itself so is fucking gigantic. I, yeah. I have gotten to the point where uh, I do the Far Cry Five thing, and I just airdrop everywhere. So one of the new things that it introduces is. Uh, your camp now has like each each of these three camps that you unlock has two different slots for a facility that you can build, and uh, they do various things and unlock new new features. But the ones you really want are the hideout network, which gives you a wingsuit, and the hunting lodge, which gives you a bow that's especially effective against animals. And that that, that I found particularly the only thing disturbing about the game, like if you're not reading all this, you don't know that you missed the wingsuit. Yeah, and that's you that's know, could, huge because that's what I do is uh, once you unlock the wingsuit, you unlock airdrops. So you're mm. like, okay, here's a fast travel point. Do I want to go directly to it or do I want to airdrop like hundreds of feet above it and then I can just wingsuit to whatever nearby objective yeah, is you're trying to get to. And that's, yeah. that's a bizarre trade-off because like the airdrop was always something you unlocked pretty late in Far Cry. Mm-hmm. And now you might miss it if you choose another option. Yeah, but you can unlock like it almost from the beginning. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I need I need to go do that. Oh, you do. And we need to move on. We got a lot of games oh, on this list. Yeah. Really quickly, I just want to talk about Dandy Ace. We brought it up. It's a Game Pass game. I finally tried it out. It's like Hades. It's weird. Like it, it's so it's okay. So here's here's a good comparison. Like you know how you never know if you're playing a rogue like or a rogue light. Mm-hmm. This is a Hades like or light. I can't decide, but it's basically sort of like a Hades. There's a based on some fiction of like you're this famous magician who's now gone to this this labyrinth they have to get out and there's other magicians there but the one cool so thing it's it hades, adds, but magicians but magicians mm. but the one cool mechanic Soul. it adds is in in hades you know how you you had to make choices like do i want this power or this one your attacks are these hand of cards that you collect throughout the world and not only do you have like okay here's the card which i map to a face button there's supporting cards that when they're coupled with the other cards they have unique powers and abilities and so it's kind of that game of you want to get the best matches and you can kind of rearrange cards like ooh, i got a better card now i'm going to do this power which i really like because it complements this other card nicely so there's there's a constant juggling just like in hades when you found new powers of like should i take this new card or actually does this hurt my arsenal you know so that that piece is kind of neat gameplay itself <laughs> right, though, this one really hurts my arsenal <laughs> oh what a pain in my arsenal <laughs> gameplay wise though i was like uh i'm i think i'm I've played 
this game and it was Hades and it was a better game overall. Mm. So yeah, I, I didn't stick around very long, but I did like that new system. But anyway, that's Dandy Ace. It's a good right. name. I, I was looking at it on the list like, Dandy Ace? What is this? Sequel to Space Dandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, Space Dandy and Space Ace had a baby. Michael, I had been bar- bothering you to play this game because it was getting good reviews. Have so you tell- played it? I haven't. I so haven't played Hot Wheels Unleashed. I oh. asked if you had played it because I know you play everything. How is Hot Wheels Unleashed? Because I'd heard good things. Uh, it is not to be confused with the Forza Hot Wheels DLC. I feel like which that's, is very good. That's Forza very Three, good. yeah, this, the Lego one's good in four as well. This I don't know if I was playing on too low a difficulty setting or what, but um, so it's. It does some things very impressively, like it models Hot Wheels cars in a very detailed way. It's like, well, it feels like I'm actually controlling the little diecast toys that it, I use. It models to model cars in a good it way. Models models cars beautifully, <laughs> um, and then it's it's uh, like you know you have various uh, maps like the basement, uh, the skating rink, whatever, where like there's uh, you know thousands of feet of Hot Wheel track set up, and right, then you. Right. Uh, race against a bunch of other cars. There's also time attacks, stuff like that. Um, couple things that I took away. Uh, the, like, I have the ability to use a boost, and none of the other cars that I'm racing against seem to have that ability, so it's possible to get, like, way out ahead of the pack and stay there and, oh, and consistently. No rubber get... banding? No, no rubber band physics? Uh, there is some rubber banding. Like, after, like, my first few races, I started and I was like, okay, this one guy keeps getting ahead of me. The rest of the pack is still pretty far behind. You, you must have the rich kid Hot Wheels with a nitrous option or some shit. Like <laughs> Maybe, that. Maybe, yeah. Those like additional boosters along the track, the I'm little spinny things. Playing mostly with a 1971 yeah. El Camino. Um, they, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, is it a car? Is, like, is it a truck? At, we don't at, know. At the beginning of the game, you <laughs> unlock several blind box Hot Wheels cars. You get like three to start with, and then you earn more as you go through. Me, I, I heard the game literally starts before you even get to a menu with a blind box. Of yes, cars. Blind boxes. yes, it yeah. does. <laughs> but it, but it's not pay, it's not for pay. Right? Yeah, it's right, all right, right. you're already paying for the game. game. But but that is a little that seems off brand to me. And it's like okay, I get you want to randomize the cars that you get, but Hot Wheels have never been blind box. I can yeah, explain. I can explain this phenomenon to you, Michael. Though, is to young kids though, mm. they fucking love blind bags, and there's an entire blind bag toy culture. Mm. When Toys R Us was a thing, there was a whole aisle just for blind bags. Like kids wow, okay. are into it's blind how, bags. It's now. how Sasha Baron Cohen got a uh, Joe Arpaio on his. Right, offered <laughs> 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 a YouTuber who opens the blind bags. <laughs> I, so I have a question about this particular Hot Wheels game. So yeah. I know it's it's like the you know you're the little car. Little car in a big world, right? Like, you're unleashed, you're Tony. Around. You're unleashed. You also, unleashed, also the true. drifting is really good. Like, I always have okay. trouble with drifting in games. This feels like pinpoint accuracy. Is perfect. it Ridge Racer level of drifting? Are we I talking, you know? Ridge Racer. What? So, unrelated to any of that, um, back in the day, on the mm-hmm. N64 and PS1, there was a game called Hot Wheels Racer. I mm-hmm. want to say that was the name. And it's exactly what it sounds like, but it was like Hot Wheels, quote unquote, in the real world, right? Like you weren't on kid tracks, you were on like uh, bespoke courses. And one of the coolest things that has stuck with me from that game, and it's it's an iconic racing game, I think, to anyone from my generation. But one of the coolest things was it, tracks had like hidden areas. So like if you hit a ramp just right, you would like break through a cave wall and like like inside said cave was not a shortcut, but like a blueprint for another car or something. So is there any like 
secretive unlocks to that degree on these tracks, or is it purely you race and you get blind boxes? Not that I've found. All I've found okay. so far is you race and you get blind boxes. I know there are things like there's bosses. You get like sort bosses. of like a there's like a burnout style uh, map, like an overworld map where you're kind of okay. just going to, from point to I get to, to race point, the lizard car? Event to event. Possibly. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far. Um, oh, I love that car. But... Uh, yeah, so th- there there's some variety there, and again, you know, I, to, to be fair, I've I've played like maybe six or seven of the races, and, and kind of was like, eh, I don't know if this is for me, really. Hey. But um, but you know, there might be hidden depths that I haven't found yet. You're not the biggest racist of the group. That'd I be really am not. M- myself or Matt. Mm-hmm. One of you guys mm-hmm. should have really played this. <laughs> I was I was too busy far crying. I know. And, I know. And and being and being hurt, I just was touching my throat and like oh, my limp nodes sore. what's happening and i just messaged my nurse friend like why is my neck sore to the touch and she's like you're breathing too i'm like yeah, we had i had a breathing it. tube yeah like yeah. i didn't even know Whoa. yeah so, you did yeah anytime yeah, you have surgery ow. like that it hurts um i see you just added this michael yeah. pubble bosle pubble, <laughs> pubble puzzle bosle. bobble 3d <laughs> Puzzle yeah, yeah, Bobble I'm leaving 3D. it in. I'm leaving yeah. it in. Yeah, leave it in. Absolutely. It's funnier. Uh, Puzzle Bobble Puzzle 3D. Puzzle Bobble 3D. Uh, you might, somebody out there might know this game by a different uh, name, Bust a Move, which is uh, what it was yeah. called when it first came to the U.S., uh, but it is Buzzle, Buzzle, Bubble Bobble. <laughs> I got him. The, the character's from Bubble Bobble, but Buzzer, you are Buzzer. launching, <laughs> you're launching Buzzles into other Buzzles, Bubbles into other Bubbles <laughs> to uh, form groups of three and pop them. And uh, this time around, instead of like, you know, the former games were sort of like reverse Tetris, where it's just like a 2D plane with a bunch of bubbles on a field, you have to clear them. This time around, you get these uh, geometric shapes floating in the air, and uh, you have to use a slingshot to aim a bubble and uh, clear clear chunks of bubbles. And uh, if you're lucky, you'll hit a a chunk of bubbles that are holding a much larger structural piece onto the central core, and then they'll just, like, float away, and you'll feel great for having cleared this huge thing. Ooh, love Uh, it. But it's it's fun. It's mildly fun. I'm playing it on PS5. The loads are super fast. Um, Looks really cool, actually, in VR. It is. It's fun. It's in VR. Is it in VR? I I love... Yeah, I I love Bubble Bobble 4. Whoever's working on this franchise gets it. Yeah, so this Bubble is the first. Is this is the first one in like a long yeah. time. So I remember they, they released Bubble Bobble Four last year. Yeah. It was like a four-player. Oh, okay. Game. okay. Uh, the first Puzzle Bob in a long time, and like right, I, yeah. I, I don't even know if like have they recently started using Puzzle Bobble in the U.S. Because I remember pu- Bust a Move. No, pretty not, recent. I mean, only like compilations. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure of the like impetus behind this, but I do know the the studio behind it. Um, uh, is it Axios VR? Is that what they're called? Uh, I know Axios is a very different thing. If I'm great, if I'm saying great Trump name. interview from <laughs> but, Bob uh, I, Bob. I think it's Axios. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm Jonathan Swan. This is Axios today. <laughs> yeah, See, well, no, the, the whole time I was playing it on my TV with my controller, I kept thinking like this would be a really good VR game. Like, with all right, the I had to. Yeah, I, I had to, sure. to. I need to look it up because now I, I want to make sure I say it right. Um, specifically because that company. Uh, oh, Servios VR. That's what Servios. it is. Servios. Uh, Servios VR is... Strong um, Greek name. Servios. Apologies. Yeah, apologies, <laughs> <laughs> apologies to my friend who works there. But, um, and I'm not just saying this because they work there, but um, they are, like, kind of the best at what they do with VR stuff. Um, like, VR is not a hugely AAA-supported thing at the time, 
Uh, so when it comes to, you know, like these like indie studios specializing in VR, uh, Servios is pretty much like at the top of the game. Uh, so like, you know, if you want just a good VR thing, they're the people to trust. So like, as far as like, uh, a, a team to bring this back and put it in like 3D VR format, like this is, it's, it's the right people to do it, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun what I've played so far. Yeah. And virtually the same game I think is also available on, on Oculus Quest. I think it has a slightly different name. But it's it's the basically the same game. Yeah, it's called uh, Pibble Buzzle 3D. That's it. What about a Puzzle It's all staying in. I love it. Um, just like well, I know one thing didn't stay in Alan Wake Remastered, and that was all the licensed music. Because wasn't that, like the whole reason <laughs> they had to take down Alan Wake from stores is the, the music. I thought it was possibly? music, like a bunch of David Bowie music after his death. But it was mm-hmm. also. Very battery and Verizon driven. Yes. Oh, yeah. you, Lots of oh, ads yeah. that are no Duracell, longer there. Right? You found Thermos brand Thermos mm-hmm. that I think he says, another Thermos. Great. <laughs> thermos. Copyright. Is Thermos like Kleenex where it's actually a brand yes. name for yeah. something else yeah. to call that? Mm-hmm. What do you call that? And... Like an insulated liquid container? What I believe fuck? now the active people call it a Yeti. Suck a dick, Thermos. You got, you got left <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that it might have still called it a Thermos, but like, you know, lower t- lowercase t, because you know, again, what else do you <laughs> sure, call it? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's coffee Thermos, something like that. D- now, but this one, however will you make the creatures get chased away with your light if you don't have, was it Duracell batteries? Yeah, you st- well, you just have shittier batteries that don't last as long. <laughs> you still have to replace batteries. Um, the game's actually fuck- much harder now. Yeah. That'd be really funny <laughs> if they Fucking Ray of X. They should, like, shave the time just by, like, 5%. Just like, there you go. Here's a nod oh, to our advert All these Sam's Club batteries now. I gotta find way more <laughs> ammo. So I, I played it a little bit, uh, and I, I grabbed it. Because I found out, like, oh, it's it's not purely a graphical overhaul. Like, they also add in little Easter eggs and references to control and some other stuff. So, like, oh, okay, that's cool. Right, because the, the, the last Control DLC, like, explicitly, like, they, it brings they, in... They crossed uh, over, the, yeah, the, yeah. Some character, I don't recall mm-hmm. which one. Like, the, the psychiatrist or someone comes over and, like, is a boss fight. Whoa. Um, but yeah, Alan, Alan the uh, I, f- I forgot also, like, you know, I haven't played it since it was a current Xbox 360 game. So, like, yeah. oh, yeah, the beginning, like, opens up with this nightmare sequence that is actually kind of effective horror where you're, like, running from this shadowy hitchhiker with an axe that's chasing you around and uh, oh, yeah. trying trying to reach this lighthouse as the, the level crumbles around you. And then, like, oh, now we're... In Bright Falls yeah, or whatever this town is I'm, called. I mean, before there was Life is Strange, Alan Wake was definitely channeling that Pacific Northwest vibe strongly, mm-hmm. and it was kind of creepy. Like it's a creepy like Twin thing. Peaks! Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really eager to, to give this another go. When when I played the initial game, um, what was that, like 2008? Something, Something like, like that? that like, yeah. A while ago, I, I recall not really liking it very much. And I've never, I've never really played many. Um, uh, well, what's the developer? Uh, Remedy. 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 Thank you. I've just never been particularly, uh, you know, large fan of their catalog. But now that I like played and thoroughly enjoyed Control and like retroactively wish wish I would have played it launch year to you know fight for it and you know award times whatever. Um, 
now that I've played that, like, I really now want to go back to this. I still have Quantum Break sitting on my hard drive, taking up space because, and it's a huge download because I think they must have downloaded it's got all those, those episodes they used to stream. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just like, fuck, I got to get back there. But like Tony, it's like, oh, now I get Remedy's vibe. Now that I played Control, right. I better go yeah. see what else they did. Yeah, you know? yeah. It took until Control for me to get it, and now I'm like, okay, well now I, I do, I should go back. They are masters of TV shows inside of games, like just a mm-hmm. ton of shit they put in there. I, I think Quantum Break might have been the first Remedy game that like, yeah, I don't really like this very mm. much. Mm. Um, well, I mean, hey, speaking of TV shows, though. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon All-Star uh, Bro. Yeah. So I, I got this on Steam, and uh, I'll, I'll say some things for it. It's very uh, – it looks really good. It moves really fast. It is a Smash Brothers clone with totally. uh, with Nickelodeon characters. I'm sure there are subtle differences. I'm not enough of a Smash player to, to recognize them. Here's how I played. I no, There's no wave dashing, Michael. I don't even know what that is. Uh <laughs> I, I, I know it's a word. I don't know what it actually is. I, I just loaded up uh, arcade mode and played through as Ren and Stimpy. And the first thing that caught my attention was, so in arcade mode, the characters have little quips that they begin the match with, but they did not get the voice talent. So instead, you just get a little mm. text box with like a familiar catchphrase from that character and oh, then no. they start fighting. That's that's. I feel, I feel like that would have been a big part of the draw is not just dude, seeing but hearing the characters. They did that shit with the Cartoon Network games too. It's just like, dude, spend the money. Yeah. What are you doing? Or that at least get like a the stand-in voice actor and yeah. do yeah. some voice acting. Or, or Billy West some well, clips be from shows. Billy West. <laughs> Billy West would be exposed. Yeah. I was gonna people, say it's the, it'd be it'd be actually Billy West, wouldn't it? <laughs> a lot of these people aren't even like expensive. Yeah. It's just like a round of voice acting with these people would be like seven grand. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Some of them are currently still on contract <laughs> with Nickelodeon. You know, it's still ongoing. I just don't get it. That, I, you know what I don't get about this game is like, why Powdered Toastman is in it? I don't know who it's for. And Powdered Toastman is a perfect example, right? Of like, yeah. is this for people our age having nostalgia for 90s Nick? I mean, maybe and... that part is. And, and like, Oblina from Ah Real Monsters. But, I love her. But also, like, Lincoln Loud, I don't. I literally have right. never heard of that character before. I don't know who that you is. Could, you could hold up a picture of anything and ask me, is this Danny Phantom? And I would <laughs> just start bawling and say, tell you I don't know. I think Danny Phantom is in the game, yeah. He is, yeah. I had to Google the Loud as well. It's 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 a show called The Loud House. Mm, uh, yeah. which is familiar. Which is, it's from recent years. I have not, I've not seen the show. Uh, upon looking it up, it's about a guy who has like 19 sisters or something like that that all live in the house together. And I think it's he and I think the oldest sister maybe are the are the yeah. playable characters. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, like it, it does go deep. Like having Powdered Toastman in there is is. I mean, I guess you got to have a Captain Falcon, right? Yeah, <laughs> I have to imagine. It also has all four Ninja Turtles and April O'Neil. Which yeah. that's a little strange. Like it has I'm, all four. I know Ninja. I, I'm not sure. Sh- well, I know it has Leonardo and Michael. I think it has two right now. Actually, it might just be them. Yeah, and and plus mm. April O'Neil. Um, mm. But to me, like I know that Ninja Turtles have been on Nickelodeon for what, like ten years? Something. I believe like they're that. owned by, by Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon now. They, they, they are now. Yeah. But mm. it like I, well, it, it's it's too weird to me to think of them as like a Nicktoon, like. Yeah, maybe they've been in the racing here. games for years. It, it just—it's more bizarre that they, to your other point, like who is this for? They keep using my generation's Ninja Turtles, even though yes. they've had 
right. Three, yeah, they have two that or three Nickelodeon yeah. incarnation, Nickelodeon owned incarnations that just aren't represented. It's because all the developers are horny for eighties jumpsuit April O'Neil. <laughs> yeah, why would they? That explains it. They um, <laughs> someone point. I saw something recently on Twitter. Someone pointed out there was an episode where Casey had to go undercover. Uh, to like interview at like like Shredder's Corporation or something. He's wearing his, and mask. he shows up, he shows up in the suit, but he's still wearing the mask with his weapons all slung on his back. So great. But it's but so great. he gets, he gets the, the job. job. <laughs> that is like some video game character shit. Yeah, That's so like good. some Danny Rojas. Oh, I'd better holster my rocket launcher so no soldiers bother me. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> But no, that that is interesting. With TMNT, that's, that's what though, happens is... when you write a whole season of a TV show in a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, you just, did you see there was also a data scrape that hinted at other characters? Yeah, yeah. And I it looks see that. Not yeah. like Shredder, and I didn't think they'd do this. Well, I, Rocco also being one. I'm like, it would be nice if mm. he was in the game. I was like, I get it. It's a fighting game, and Rugrats is represented by Reptar. But sure. according to Data Scrape, Tommy Pickles might be on the way, and I really do like the idea of fighting with a, a very real baby. A baby. Like, there's a reason why even Nintendo doesn't include baby Mario and Luigi in Smash. <laughs> Would point. you imagine knocking good a baby point. off a cliff? Yeah, they could be def- um, yeah. <laughs> defeated by a grab and shake. It's very Spartan. Just kicking. <laughs> I mean, here, here's one cliff. series that's not afraid to throw a baby off a cliff: Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Yeah. Ooh, Super Monkey Ball Dread. It, yeah, well, this, this one is kind of. I believe it just it's kind pronounced of a banana mania. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. Super Monkey Ball banana mania. But, yeah. but isn't this just really just the greatest hits of Super Monkey Ball? It's like every every mini game, every course from every game, including yeah, I, the handheld games. Right? I wanted to ask because I'm not. I I really have. Ver- I know like the. Pr- I know how Monkey Ball is played mechanically, but I know so little. Like about it. So is this this is a remaster or like a compilation? What it's exactly a compilation it? and remaster of of games, and some of which were limited to handheld. So I think it's like the first yeah. time they really looked this and, good and on I, console. I think okay. if I recall weirdly, Monkey Ball was a series introduced in the GameCube. Had two games, but Banana Blitz came out on Wii and was one of the best selling games of that launch era. Mm-hmm. So it has the name recognition. It's 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 that's why it's become the HBO Max for being like basically Monkey Ball remastered anthology but the key to these games is is as single player game like they're not as good as like this is really a party game like you're supposed to have people there tilting the play fields competing with each other the mini games are super fun but with other people is a baffling series just because they are i think at their heart arcade games and then you get this single player arcade game that goes 400 levels like yeah (laughs) who can do this this who this is getting so hard and stupid i was done with this hours ago and then they have giant minigame collections to its credit though i can't think of in the present day another game that does the same thing right like you you had marble madness and some things like that uh i guess that would have been prior to the series well marble madness you control the ball Monkey Ball, you control the play right, field. But, like, right? But I mean, true. it's still the premise of you're still guiding an orb to the yeah. goal. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, although yes, you 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 move the field as opposed no, to the no. ball, but while engaging in monkey torture because they're not they're not in control <laughs> oh right isn't there, a isn't there a like a theory that this is like a prison system monkey or torture. something like that <laughs> one of them also a baby monkey you throw off a cliff mm-hmm. yes, yes yes lots lots of those lots of and cosmic kiryu and hello kitty throw yeah. them I, think, all off I think you have to get like there's like a more expensive version like a 50 dollars version and i think that's how you get kiryu because there's like a sega classics character 
DLC add-on that adds that. Mm. I'm not sure if he's in the base version or not. But don't yes, you can that. just charge money for anything now. Yeah. Did you see there was a data scrape, uh, and they're going to add Tommy Pickles <laughs> in a little ball? <laughs> no voice actor, though. And there's a weird crossover with the Judgment slash Yakuza games where Tommy Pickles will be like a you know an UFO yeah, they machine. Don't, they prize. don't want him getting uh, modded into other things on Steam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can't be on PC. He's on everything but PC. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I believe it is time to move on to. News. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, starting with it's a quick piece of news, but it's really cool. And this is almost a PSA to make sure if you have an Xbox Series X Oh, and I believe it's us. They added Dolby Vision support, and oh, uh, as someone who's newer to the world of uh, 4K TVs and HDR and all that, Dolby Vision's the best because it's like, hey, don't worry about fiddly messing with the settings. Like, we're gonna do it all for you. Like, basically, yeah. it's the game says, here's the HDR settings TV. Use these. This is the optimal lighting for our thing, and your TV just automatically picks it up. But if you have an Xbox, you have to enable this as an option. But it was added in their system settings and it it works far cry 6 has it and it fucking rules and it works and i love it yeah i've I've noticed netflix has been replacing like its 4k notations with like dolby vision yeah yes yeah it's it's a very good sharp color depth kind of thing if you've if you've been to a movie theater uh pre-pandemic um you know not everybody is as brave as i to be going back really now but um if you have gone to an amc theater and sat in there dolby prime theaters uh, you're very familiar with this because it's the whole spiel yeah. before a movie that plays where it's like, this used to be what black looked like and now this is what it looks like. Right. And then the dude breathes fire and all this stuff. Pretend, it's pretending it can do OLED with its projector. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but I mean, listen, it, Dolby Vision looks hella good. So yeah. like, it's, it is a great feature to add, you it's... know, and I'm not a tech focused guy when it comes to games. Like, that's not something I, I look to as much, but. Xbox has a lot of good tech behind it, and this is a great uh, thing to add. It's sure. one of those things that you fucking if you're if you care enough about 4K and HDR, you agonize like, did I do the setting on the game properly? Like I, you know, I kept being right. like, oh, right. do I do I do this automated setting or no? I don't want to mess with the purity. And that's what I love about Dolby Vision. It's like, don't worry about it. We we got it. Like these yeah. are the settings. Just fucking yeah. let us handle HDR enabled in the wrong way is terrible. Yeah, and it looks like you're playing a game through a cloud. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it is nice to have it automated. The fact that it sets no, it up. Metroid yeah. Dread reminded me I'm still always lying in my sequel, my system settings. Adjust this so you can barely see this emblem. Like, I'm going to really see this emblem. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Every, every I'm time. going to see it a lot. Every time. Oh, yeah. It's so we can hide things from you in the dark. I think I want to see those things. I want to see everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, because anytime I do that, it like some parts will just get imperceptible that aren't intended to be. So yeah. you always crank that brightness up a little bit. Come indeed, on. indeed. Hey, this is a game I've been pushing. Like, hey, you need to go play the campaign at least, especially the expansion campaigns are quite good. But Avengers, Marvel's The Avengers came to Game Pass, so now you have if you're if you own an Xbox, you have no excuse. It's again. I don't know about the end game. It gets a little grindy, but the fucking campaign is excellent. And literally no other place can you play like all of Marvel's major like heroes, you know, in like a yeah. full on triple A 3D game. Not for the last two game. fucking generations. Xbox yeah. dared to answer the question. What if 
Avengers came to Game Pass. There, there was a little bit of related news. Is one of the uh, the guys from the studio confirmed um, that on PlayStation side, the Spider Man thing, it's not just going to be oh, we're adding the character. He is getting his own story and cutscenes. Yeah. And I, right. I was skeptical there because I'm like, wait, they would, would they really do that for only one platform? But yeah, it's like a real edition which is like again sorry xbox people you, you get it on game pass so many people are getting spidey and his own little it's story too late campaign. to stop now but uh i wish uh, like that's a huge mistake that game will be so irrelevant in four dollars by the time that comes <laughs> they haven't released like a trailer a screenshot or whatever that it's been over a year this game it's been, been a long out. time they did yeah. promise him before yeah. the end of the year though um another thing sony that sony people get um in Europe, at least, they've started to test free game trials, which is like, we've come full circle, gentlemen. They have game demos again. Game demos are a thing. <laughs> Yay, yeah. demos. Now, there are there are a lot of caveats with this, though. Uh, it's important to point out. like um, so, so far, if I remember correctly, Death Stranding Director's Cut and the Sackboy Big Adventure are the only two that currently offer it. And it's like a time-limited thing. It's like, download the game, and you have X number of hours to play it. Yeah. But that timer starts when you download oh it does not start when you play so if you get stuck with like downloading death stranding for a long time that clock is running out oh so wow it, it, there, there's that's a that's lot such of earlier yeah. str- streaming movies used to work one of yeah. the first podcasts we did they got, I got fucked on that oh, fucking yeah. divix your divix would explode in the divix player it was it was a whole scene you kids yeah. don't even yeah. know so there's some fine print that needs to be worked out but hey it's nice uh. this is coming back because demos are super important dude when games cost 70 bucks you gotta give people something. Well, you know what's crazy is EA has been doing this through their service, their little pay service, you know, on yeah. the consoles even. But those games, like when I go to play the Madden games, it's the amount of time you've played. It's like, hey, we're giving you 10 hours over the course of however right. long. It's like you get 10 right. hours. Man, I, it's weird that Sony is doing it from download. Because, yeah, everyone's yeah. download speed timer that starts so when you much. hit download. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Unfortunately, that is the case. So, yeah, like kinks need to be ironed out. But, like, it's good this is rolling out, like – that this this is a good feature that just needs yes. you know a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, Microsoft lot, does it, but it's usually through events and it's like older games. It's like, oh hey, it's a free play weekend for this game this weekend. Any anytime you hop in, and then the hope yeah. is that you like it enough to buy it. But uh, right. this is cool because yeah. it sounds like they'd be doing it for newish games. Um, yeah. Hey, you know what's not cool is getting hacked uh, if you're Twitch because dude, Twitch got Twitch got like super hacked. Like I don't know if there's a version above hacked, but like. These people leaked the fucking source code for Twitch online. Like, uh, I think the level hack. above hack is Carlos Mencia, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I get it, because he steals jokes. I fucking uh... but, uh But Twitch got hacked, and, and, and I think, you know, hey, a lot, lot, of, lot of controversy on Twitch. It always seems like there is, but uh, recently, like, there were some creators who straight up, like, boycotted the platform... But this is like a big deal because it also, as part of that hack, by the way, if you uh, are on Twitch and like have an account, go change your password, go enable two-factor authentication just to be safe. Um, but like the thing that got leaked that is kind of like a big deal is like they showed how much money the biggest like Twitch streamers were making on that platform, you know, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't small change. You know, you had like one creator, they made like $10 million in, in oh. like, since like 2019 or something like that. You know, that was the highest one. Even Ninja. Now remember Ninja took his little break. Like Ninja only brought in like 2 million in that time, you know, but yeah, um, I saw a thread. It was going around for, um, some, some different reasons that I would let that person speak to rather than myself. But I saw a thread on Twitter where someone was going through the top 100 paid streamers. And I got to be honest, after the first, like, maybe 15, 
Yeah. I don't know who any of those other people are, but uh, sure. there is – Wait till they you're are age, making dude. bank quite a lot of <laughs> – Well, and, and yeah. what's wild is like that's just a fraction of their income because they most of those folks also have kind of sponsorship deals or they have other streaming deals. And so it's like, yeah, for a lot of these folks, don't think like, oh, this person only makes that much. It's like, no, that's representing probably a third of their income, you know, and that's what's what's crazy, so – yeah, good old Hassan Piker is getting railed over it, of course, because <laughs> anytime the dude makes or spends any money, his community just goes crazy. I bet. I You're bet. not allowed to have money. Oh, here's a community yeah. that goes crazy. No community goes crazy like Smash fans. And the last <laughs> bit of news, the final character for Smash Bros. Ultimate has been announced. It is brrr, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Again, again, speaking of communities that go nuts. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's Kingdom what I was Hearts. saying. Yeah, Kingdom yeah. Hearts too. Yeah, but it's, I mean, this is one that I think a lot of folks were eventually expecting, but because it has this been so the, long. This is the only character that was consistently leaked right. that happened. Because yeah. the other one was Doom Guy. Yeah, and Doom Guy is coming, they confirmed as a Mii just fighter. like always talked about. I don't. I, cause he, cause Sora has been like a wishless character for some time. It was like, yes. they reveal the results from whenever they did like a, what the character poll. do you want poll years and years ago? Mm, it might have been the, for Brawl? No, and, it was the Wii 3DS one. Oh, okay. And, and Sora was, they never announced the winners of that, but they did for this reveal that, hey, by the way, Sora won that poll. Mm. I, I think I saw something that was like a headline that was like, uh, Smash Brothers fails to bring the Disney for Sora's yeah. reveal. It's like that's the big. Did right. you think they would? Do you know how yeah. expensive I mean, those I, fucking characters I really are? Like somebody, somebody did the "We have Donald and Goofy at home," and it was yeah. Sora next to the Duck Hunt dog. <laughs> in the <bird. laughs> One of the, f- right. I mean, like, yeah. What, what did you expect? Like, that's that's not going to happen. I, mean, but- I think that's that's the botch thing here. The fact that this has been so leaked for so long. It was before a single character was announced. It was leaked. It would be Sora, hmm. and I think if I'm guessing, it had that was supposed to go along with Kingdom Hearts games being released on Switch, which would have been way more exciting. Well, it two is years ago. It is. There's no. There's no date they on did. them yet. But they did. But like, who gives a shit? They have been available point, for sure, two dollars yeah. on every system forever. That's fair. Two years ago, that would have been so meaningful. Yeah, it, it would have been more meaningful with the Disney characters, obviously, because that that really would have made. Smash Brothers, like the ultimate celebration of gaming, yeah. period. I mean, this one though ties into Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary is coming up next March. Wow, Ooh. it's not often I feel old on this podcast, <laughs> but you just did it. Well, that's what they confirmed that, yeah, Switch is getting all of the games, but as cloud games. So this is another yeah. kind of recent trend. I think we just, another game just announced that. Which is not exciting news. Like, why would you, and, and also for Smash players, like, I, I, I'm, I'm the guy who should be the most excited, and I am. I love seeing him with that music around. Nintendo Castlevania character is very exciting. Uh, but it is another sword character, which there are too many. Mm-hmm. And it is, and they immediately in the trailer, like, oh, it's Sora versus Sephiroth. And like, that happened in the first Kingdom Hearts game. That yes. happened 20 years so ago. So Sephiroth you, like, will rock Sora in, yeah. in Smash Brothers. Because I also made it a point to say that Sora is like the lightest character. He yeah. is oh, lighter wow. than Isabelle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look at that jump. He's, he's, it's, a flo- it's a floaty jump. Yeah. I don't know if you play right. Kingdom Hearts. he's very fucking, floaty from yeah, the games, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing that cracked me up was, you know, yeah, there's going to be a lack of Disney. I don't know what people expected, but in the in the, in the the stage, there are, like, these murals behind you, and they're, you know, oh, they're pulled God, from the games, it. and one of them features uh, Kairi Riku, um, Donald, and Goofy. 
But, of course, no Disney in this. So, for that particular mural, Donald and Goofy are replaced by the raft (laughs) that you build at the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 1. (laughs) The little portraits just have two rafts. That's (laughs) that's the utter tragedy here is, like, as the last Smash Brother character, just adding an image of Donald and Goofy, you're like, the same way all of the snk characters pop up behind terry bogard that would have made this truly special yeah like hard to argue with disney characters can now well, appear in y- smash you know Brothers there game. were all kinds of backroom negotiations to try to make that happen and in the end it was probably just right that's what i was about to say was like from the way and of course like during the reveal soccer oh. i was of course being very polite about the way he was saying it but if you read between the lines it's very clear that like they wanted to do this for a long time and square enix just kind of sucks as a company they make great games but on the business side, they really just don't seem to be great. Yeah, this and so imagine announcement. If, the announcement as it is would have been great as the first down, downloadable character. Yes, kind of sucks as the last downloadable character. Yes. Um, I mean, I now granted, I don't know who could have possibly lived up to be that final thing. Like, I, I think I, I think if you had Mickey and Donald and Goofy bouncing around and just in the back of a stage, it would have been Smash Brothers like the ultimate game. Sure. You guys are giving me the impression been... Smash fans are upset about this. I I thought everyone loved this. I thought that people were excited. <laughs> hey, I'm a big Kingdom Hearts fan. I think I'm it's a big, cool. I'm a big Kingdom Hearts. But fan, I also, so. but I also am not. You know, I don't live my life on Reddit, so I'm just going. Hey, that's cool. I'll pick it up, and it stops there for me. I also have been a proponent of what I think are the most exciting Smash characters. I'm not a big Minecraft fan. I think Steve getting in the game is one of the greatest new additions. I think the Belmonts coming in the game is one of the greatest new totally. additions. I think Terry Bogard and uh, uh, Tekken Boy. I think that those are that's fucking rad. Yeah, characters you never thought would cross over in here, but like another Square character yeah. with a sword. Like, man, shit! Yeah. You, you better be bringing something more than that if you want to get people sure. super hyped for the last yeah. character. I, I just have to imagine those negotiations were hell, and then to try to tack Disney on top of that, like, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. But hey, Sora is finally in Kingdom Hearts. Be happy with that, fanboys, because it's better than it's, him not being in it. It's, it's right? still the best co- celebration gaming has ever had. Um, I already own it. I can't buy it again. I, but I, I don't think I have the new character, the second character pack. But yeah. maybe I'll get it someday. But I also have to admit, like, I'm kind of smashed out. Oh, and I also... Yeah, yeah, I've that, asking, that one I've been time asking we got Michael together for years, was, was like, pretty rough, wasn't the, it? The say. rabbits, <laughs> the rabbits were were spirit. The, the rabbit were spirit characters in spirit mode. Oh, I yeah. just expected mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there'd be a Ubisoft character fully playable in Smash, and there never was. Yeah, I, I was shocked. I thought somebody was coming. That would have been. I thought it'd cool. be Herc. I thought it'd be Herc, Herc? from Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd probably do Ezio before Herc, but uh, I know yeah. they probably yeah. do a rabbit before yeah. that. Yeah. Herc in six. I really want Herc to be in six. Please if you want Ezio, play six. that. Uh, he's in a Soul Caliber, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, Sora's the last one. So sorry, Bubsy fans. This is <laughs> this is where it stops. Sorry, Gino fans. Which, by the way, that's a stupid character, and I hope he never comes. Uh, they could still <laughs> add <laughs> stuff as me fighters because they're adding Doom Slayer and Gino Splatoon is a characters. Fighter. Yeah, so like yeah, like yeah. me fighters is still kind of they're out for like. Well, we could kind of add them to the game. It's just yeah, not an official I, I, character. I would not be surprised if 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 we are still continuing to get those down the road. Yeah. Um, as yeah, far as the next Smash Brothers me. game, yeah. who knows? Uh, let's be honest. Sakurai it's, 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 is, is. I saw somebody. I saw somebody pointed man. out that this. I would believe it if they said this is the last one. Like, what do you do after? Yeah. That? What do you? What call do you do? Something after Ultimate. 
Yeah. I Unless mean, you, you know, you do a soft reboot and just have the original eight <laughs> or something, you know? Uh, yeah, well, now we, we had no more than ten characters. It's a Mario Kart problem of, like, why do they need to make another Smash? This one is still at the top of the sales charts every month. Sure. Like, it's like... But yeah. by the same token, then why not eventually turn it into more of a living thing and continue to add stuff, you know? That sure. is kind of weird. Because, like, because if it is the final Lies, one, Kate. you kind of need that, that flavor, too. But, you know, I don't know. Hey, either way, like I said, Sora's in it. Kingdom Hearts fans should be happy with that because it's better than him. Where, not being where in are it. my where are my Genshin Impact characters? Where's my <laughs> yes, yes. Where's my my unnamed untitled goose character? I'm pretty sure that was our first live game chant on the show ever. Thank you for that, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> live game. <laughs> like, what? When I say live, you say game. <laughs> hey, that's all the news that's fit to play. All right, well, let's move on to a community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was. Who would you cast as Me? Mario and the rest of the crew in the Mario movie? Um, Tony, we, you weren't here last week. Do you have opinions on who should be the best Mario? I don't, but I will plug one of the funniest things I saw. Uh, if you're a Red Letter Media fan, somebody uh, said, he, we all know we want the true cast, and they took the Red Letter Media folks and turned them into the cast. Uh, and it was... A wonderful, hilarious thing. If you're a fan of RLM, that's my answer because I don't actually have any choices of my own. My real answer is we don't need a Mario movie, but that's not the question. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What story? (laughs) Well, on VigiGameApocalypse.com, Shaquille Oatmeal says, I would cast Robert De Niro as Mario. He could definitely offer an authentic Italian Mario. It would be like an animated Bob Hoskins. In a way, I would also cast Gilbert Gottfried as Luigi. His unique voice would be a perfect alternative to De Niro. Uh, as for extra characters, I have to go with the obvious choices. Danny DeVito as Toad and Keith motherfucking David as Bowser. Oh. I'm fucking Toad over here. Are you a talking me. to me? A man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, uh, they just listed it out. Here we go. Mario, Bob Hoskins, Peach, Judy Garland, Luigi, Don Knotts, Bowser, Martin, this hotel's haunted. Toad, Peter Laurie, and DK, Seth Rogen. That. What a great cast. I'm sorry, Mario, but our princess is in another cast. Is, isn't Welcome everyone on that list Mario dead other than Seth Rogen at this point? Like, yes, those are all dead. <laughs> those are all dead, dead people other than Seth Rogen. Maybe Seth you know Rogen and a bunch don't. of ghosts. <laughs> if I'm not in the movie, I'll go be captain of my own adventures. <laughs> <Perfect>. uh, <laughs> I can't bring anyone back from the dead. That's the premise of the movie, movie is Donkey Kong's alive and he's just oh, seeing man. dead versions of his friends because he's so stoned as Seth Rogen. I get it now. Uh-huh. It's, it's, I'm smoking that Banana Express. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I love this next name because it's a banjo reference. Uh, Jinjo Fluffer sixty nine <laughs> says the Mario movie casting is extra frustrating for me because the ideal cast seems so obvious. Mario should be played by Ray Romano. Ray Romano. So cool. And of course, Luigi should be played by the lovable coward by the lovable coward Brad Garrett. Oh, uh, Raymond. Then you have Patricia Patricia Heaton as the natural choice for Peach. Her chemistry with Ray would be a delight. Basically, at that point, the movie cast itself. You have Doris Roberts as Toad, Peter Boyle as Bowser, Chris Elliott as Donkey Kong, and Fred Weller as Cranky Kong. Nailed it. 
Perfect. <laughs> Again, Perfect. three dead Why people out of that list, but everyone else, yeah, sure, let's do it. Sure, it's all fantasy. Ooh. Who cares? Uh, Diabog Dave says uh, Mario Peter Weller. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, Luigi Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mario. Uh, Cranky Kong Christopher Lloyd uh, Bowser. Dime Store Robert De Niro Dan Hedaya. <laughs> um, love that one. Uh, Toad, Carl Lumbly, uh, Princess Ellen Barkin, <laughs> Why? Mario John Litgow. <laughs> if you didn't listen to 30 2010 last week, we watched Denzel's first starring role movie, Ricochet, and John Litgow. That was great. He's leaving prison. He's like, don't forget to floss. He's like, I will with your wife's pubic hair. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong, Clancy Brown. That's, that's and, the uh, first one I've agreed with. Yeah. Yeah. Waluigi and, Jonathan, Jonathan Banks. Banks. Publishers are interested. <laughs> <laughs> I would adore that. <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. Peter Weller is is the incorrect person for this joke, but I still like the idea of Mario saying "Peaches leave." Peaches. <laughs> yes. Perfect. That was, was Bodiger. I know. I said it was the wrong person, I but I can't resist. I said the line. it was a squeaky boy's team. Uh, Peaches leave. Is- <laughs> also uh, on the official Lazy Time community on Facebook, Patrick Sean O'Rourke says, uh, "Oh God, Frederico, Frederico Castelluccio." Dude, the Italian guy can't say this name. Get the fuck out of here, Federico Castelluccio. Who the fuck is it? You make your comment. Federico Castelluccio. Stutter and mumble and prick over Federico Castelluccio. Andrew, this guy is over here trying to do a Mario voice. Oh, who played Furio? I hate the North. Uh, on the Sopranos, uh, he has the accent for Mario. I want his Italian accent so thick it requires subtitles, <laughs> like Tom Hardy in the last Batman movie. Uh, this video is the kind of one-liner Mario could be delivering, and I guess one of you guys gonna. You gotta be on the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna use the one where he, he goes over to the Matthew Bevilacqua, those guys who shoot Christopher, and like he says in Italian, "I bet these two f words jerk each other off." <laughs> <laughs> the bee on a hat's funny though, because Mario wears bee hats. Chris, yeah, see, see the joke there, right? It's uh... and that's from the episode. I'm not even looking at the video from the uh, second opinion, and that is Sam McMurray, it's, Tracy yeah. Ullman, guest star, or a cast member, and Raising Arizona. It's it's Junior Soprano's doctor. Yeah, Junior's doctor. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember when you said "bitches leave." It's like did I, I just watched something that uh, reused that line that paid homage to it. What was it? What was it? There is like, oh, it was Far Cry. It was Far Cry Six. It, it seems like a Ubisoft game. The, the people who worked in the Hispanic gang from Short Circuit Two. Um, I, I <laughs> did they? In, in, uh, in uh, Watch Dogs Two. Oh right, Los, yeah, yeah. Los, 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 that's awesome. So great. Um, all right, so new question of the week. In honor of Hot Wheels Unleashed, what childhood toy line needs a good video game version? It needs to have started as a toy, not a comic book or cartoon, because really, we have plenty of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Um, I feel like we answered this recently, but what the hell? Uh, He-Man. He-Man fucking needs yeah. a decent video game. There is all kinds of mythology to explore there, as evidenced by the recent Netflix Revelation. show. Um, yeah, it, which was, which was great. And like, yes, it's, it's very simplistic. It began life as a toy line that was going to be a kid friendly Conan the Barbarian ripoff and somehow managed to become so much more. And if you could sort of incorporate, like, it'd be great also if it could 
either take itself really seriously or just play into the ridiculousness of the cartoon and and yeah. just that the, the silly non-violence and I, I don't know. It was it's a funny. fun toy I, line that was just the same template over and over and over again with different heads. I pictured, like, two radically different ways of doing the game, mm-hmm. and one would be, like, a T-rated God of War, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like yeah. like PS2-era God of War, or, for whatever reason this came to mind, like a Castlevania. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it could work. I mean, yeah. Sort of how the or, new show, what the show reminds me of. It reminds me of the Netflix Castlevania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just an arena fighter. Just throw them yeah. all in there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Throw in Thundar the Barbarian as a as an unlockable character, <laughs> crossover yeah. character. But like, lean into the show's thing of like, He Man can't actually use his sword as a sword. He can hit people with it <laughs> right. with the flat end, <laughs> or he like bonk him on the head with the pommel, or he can use it to shoot energy beams. But never, never. Stop. Or I want I want him to do the pommel thing, but then I have him actually kill someone from that once because it really would like split a head open and just be like, <laughs> goes, the horror on his face. Yeah. <laughs> he hits a little too hard, and he's just. What have I done? Just horrified look as blood splats on his face. Yeah, Kate Prince in Adam a is a murderer. Face. Like some Game of Thrones moment. It's, oh, it's an M-rated game. I gotcha. Um, oh, my answer, so this is a toy toy line that I think has been done dirty so many times, including there was a recent film. G.I. Joe, it's fucking Army Men. How Didn't many game concepts... Did it? Uh, the army, it did, yes, it, it did. Is, it did. Uh, Black Watch or something like that? It's, it's the same people who did the Cobra Kai game. There, yeah. there are so many... Like possible genres, you could do an Overwatch GI Joe. You could do just Ooh. you know like a toy uh, you know fucking RTS or whatever. You know like yeah. I'm, uh, there's all kinds of things you could do with GI Joe, but very few people do. It's one of those licenses that I'm like, it feels like it's on its last legs. There, there can't be kids nowadays who play with GI Joes, right? I don't know, but but yeah, that's that's a toy line that uh, it's one of the first toy lines that uh, deserves a good video game. Gosh yeah, darn I wanna- it. I wanted to say Mad Balls, but they have like several games, including one that came out, I think, for the three si- like late in the three sixty. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, it's delisted, but we did stream it, and it's very boring. Uh, <laughs> but I, I was always um, my parents didn't like to buy me toys or merchandise much, and if I did, it was like the real discount stuff that shows up at like TJ Maxx in their in their like scented candle section. So I, I had a couple giant Jason the Wheeled Warriors Ooh. toys, mm. and like that's that show sucks, but the designs are cool as shit. And just imagine driving around in a house on wheels that has a forty foot Venus flytrap on top that can eat other cars. Oh yeah, uh, there could be a good racing game made of Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Great theme song too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Does that count, though, as a toy line, or is that a show? No, it started as a toy line, I think. It did? Yeah. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. the thing about shows in the 80s, 99% of the the cartoons that we saw were just toy commercials. Yeah, they were big, long toy commercials. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason the, that whatever that law was came yeah. into play in the yeah. 90s. When you're canceled after one season and have a toy line, it started as a toy line. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think uh, I left out real Ghostbusters because I think that may have been a Fucking cartoon great. first. But it was it a cartoon a first, line. but it has some of the best, and that are being re-released at like yeah. Targets and WalMarts. They look great. I, I am really tempted to get that stupid uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife Ecto One, but uh, yeah. I don't. I don't need a second one. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, uh, Toyline Four. 
1975 Ghostbusters. Mm. <laughs> Give me the monkey. <laughs> or the shitty, like, 80s filmation Ghostbusters. Yeah. We're the Ghostbusters. That theme song is... <laughs> oh, now, is... now I've got the other one stuck in my head, the let's go, go Ghostbusters. Go, 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 yeah. let's go. Oh, you know what? I f- I'm going to do it now. Speaking of Ghostbusters, listen to Neil Cicerica's, uh which one's that on? Mouth Sounds, I think it is, that has the Ghostbusters remix, Bustin'. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good time. I ain't afraid of um, no sleep. I ain't afraid of no bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, my answer is, uh, it is a, it's toy line slash tabletop kind of thing. Uh, it's called Heroescape, and it was basically Warhammer for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like an early to mid-2000s thing. It was not a, a, around very long. I want to say it was like a Hasbro or Mattel joint, but it is, the game was a, like, tabletop strategy kind of thing where mm-hmm. you created a giant hex map with uh terrain and then you laid down your your figures and you you did battle and the really cool thing about it was it pulled from like the idea was it was like a multi-dimensional thing so you've got like world war ii soldiers versus aliens versus dragons versus valkyrie and thor and like it was oh, just shit. anything you could think of was just thrown in here it was super cool and I just think that would make for a fantastic, like, tactics-based grid game. Like yeah. a Fire Emblem mm. or an Advance Wars, something like that. It would just be it, – it's it's ripe for that. Um, it's a dead brand, so it wouldn't sell based on the name. <laughs> but I would love to see it. Call it what uh, you want, then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure – I mean, because, yeah, like, just imagine that. But, again, pulling from all these different eras and, and mythologies and stuff, super cool. Pretty sure there's still a giant tub of – a bunch of them at my dad's house somewhere. Since I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. It was during the Madball era, and I remember my friend opened up a package that was sort of like a Madball, a rubber object that you squeezed, but the, the what these things did was have smells that would come out of their mouth, and this was like a werewolf, and it had dog's breath. And I remember he got it his birthday, and we would just spray it in everybody's face. <laughs> At the skating rink, which is literally the most 80s memory that I have. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember what this toy line was called. They, I think they only had three toys, but you squeezed awfully scented breath from these, these mad ball looking things into people's Wow. Face. So how many, how many kids toys. did you give rashes to? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know what? You know what that, uh, just made me think of though? And I'm still sticking with my answer, but just honorable mention? Boglins. Mm. Boglins, Boglins game. Baby. They've never got a cartoon. God damn it! Mm. No, nope. Mm-hmm. There you bring go. it, Love bring, bug. bring. Let me, let me main chungus. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> dork. Ah, uh, so Who's my god. What childhood toy line do you think needs a good video game version? Uh, let us know. I fully expect to hear about a bunch of 90s and 2000s toy lines I've never heard of. If you say Pokemon, kids, I will fucking kill you. You are banned. <laughs> That's banned. true. There are no good Pokemon games. I'm sorry. No, that, of course there are. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jesus. Uh, let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer into the comments for episode 440. Or you can visit us at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. And we will skim together the best answers and read them on next week's show anyway that has been our show let's go with some more plugs once again tony tell us about framework hey uh well first of all thanks for for having me back on thanks for coming uh, on i yeah i enjoy being here this is my favorite podcast to do and oh. i've gotten to do it uh quite a few times uh so thank you very much for that um 
But yeah, uh, so I, I do a video essay channel called Framework. Uh, easiest way to get there is tinyurl.com slash framework YT, as in YouTube. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, um, I've got a new video up on Castlevania. Um, you know, doing some spooky stuff for October. Uh, prior to that, I did a video on Metroid. And, you know, we talked about both of those uh, on this game. Uh, or, excuse me, on this podcast to some degree. So, you know, if you want to dive more into those... Uh, check it out. I'm really, uh, really proud of that work. Uh, I'm really proud of the writing and the editing and, and, uh, the jokes are definitely like first draft stupid things. So I won't say I'm proud of those, but I do have a lot of fun with those too. And the, you know, the, the dumb costumes and, and characters I get to, to, to do while I, while I do those videos. So check those out. Um, if you're listening to the show, you've probably seen me plug it on the Laser Time Facebook page now and again. Uh, so yeah, g- give it a go. I love making those, and I love you know sharing them with uh, as many people as possible. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna get a laser time up, and then I got hurt. So hmm. Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. I'll get back to editing. Um, hopefully tomorrow, and I think thirty twenty ten is gonna be slightly delayed because, uh, yeah, hospital. Yeah. And hey, new. Uh, Give it, give it another like eight months. We'll do another SNL <laughs> thing. Yeah. Now that Very the new excited. season started, pretty Very solid excited. start to God the season. Goddamn, uh, uh, what is it? John, just Justin Austin Johnson, James what, Austin Johnson, James Austin Johnson, oh. aka the perfect Trump impression. Well, yeah, yeah his Trump got, was so good. Like yeah. now they have him doing Biden. Is he going to play both roles? He if they led. Ever have a he sketch? led like three sketches. Yeah, he, uh, he's had the, the biggest debut. He. I've seen in a long time. They yeah. have a new. He's he's the next Daryl Hammond. Like I'm going to call it yeah. right now. He even yeah. looks like him. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Indeed. Cat Mario. I've been walking around saying Cat Mario all like all week. Cat Mario. Let's not guess. <laughs> well, if you can't support us on Patreon, the next best thing you can do is tell friends about the show. Get the word out. Be like, hey, dude, I listen to this fucking awesome video game apocalypse podcast. You got to check it out. Uh, that always helps. And then after you that do was that, mad imagining a real conversation. <laughs> that, yes. So yes, I, I says to the guy, like, says, who begins a conversation like this? Andrew, this guy over here is telling me to listen to a new podcast. <laughs> I've had fans on the Facebook page say that they have recommended the show, and we appreciate that, and we would like for more of you guys to do that. So that that's my plug is uh, your assignment, your homework before next episode. Tell at least three friends about the show. This is not a pyramid scheme because we're the only ones who would get the money. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> You know, you say it's not a pyramid scheme, but you asked me to bring in five more hosts for next week. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, All no, right. That's, that's um, next level marketing. It's it's yeah. only a pyramid scheme if you're it. at the bottom of the pyramid. Uh, for us on top, it's just a way to make money. Yeah. We prefer to think of it as an inverted funnel. And to those of you who I see promoting the show on Facebook, recommending it to people, I see you. Thank you for what you do. Appreciate it. Indeed. Anyway, that has been our show. Thank you for listening. As always, you can follow us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com, on Twitter at VGApocalypse, or me personally on Twitter at Wikiparaz, W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I've only heard him talk about it once, being a huge fan of his. He went into a store and a game store, and he's like, "Oh, look, it's Gex." And the, the clerk's like, "Uh, 
it's pronounced Jex. And he's like, okay. Like, <laughs> you win. You Who win. the fuck says I'll Jex? Leave. Oh, the creator calls it Jex. <laughs> I wrote it. I'll leave. I, I, you tell me how it's pronounced. It's pronounced GIF. It's my favorite brand of peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ate so much peanut butter today. Put it on the shelf next to Skibby. So, Michael, reverse engineering that joke, that means you think that GIF is the correct pronunciation for the picture thing, and GIF is incorrect, right? Yeah, I do, yes. Uh, Me too, me too. I don't care what the creator said about it. He is so in the wrong. It makes no sense. It wouldn't be graphics. Yeah. Graphical interface. exactly what I say every time. Like, yeah, Yeah. the creator can be wrong about the creation. Yeah, it's not a graphic image format. Yeah. (laughs) Giraffic Park. Frightening in the dark. <laughs> that dinosaur is moving. You clever, clever girl. 